Welcome to my stupid podcast episode 13. Yeah. Look, actually, we skipped 13. Go to 14. Like, uh, yeah. Room for square we, style. That's right. Yeah. Room for square style. Um, <laughs> my name is Angelo. I'm Jeff. And we, uh, this is my stupid podcast, uh, an all John Mayer podcast. Um, we are two uh, John Mayer fans who live in Texas who get together uh, about once a week now to just talk all things John Mayer. We love talking about him, uh, love uh, his music and and um, his antics and even, yes. you know, his, especially uh, his antics. yeah, especially his antics. So, um, Today we are going to be diving in. We're getting back to what we were doing at the beginning and doing some album reviews, and we're going to be jumping in and looking down, looking at Battle Studies today, which is um, a very interesting album, continuum follow up, and we'll uh, we'll dive into the background, where it was recorded, all kinds of cool stuff about it, and then we'll do a track by track as we normally do. So we're looking forward to doing that. Um, if you are on social media, that's probably how you found out about us. So uh, if you're on social media, go follow us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're on all the social medias. Um, I was telling Jeff earlier that I had to delete my Facebook app on my phone Yeah. today. Uh, or like the other day, just because, um, I don't know, you know, Jeff and I were talking about this, about maybe needing a break. Sometimes it's healthy to take a break from social media, yes. um, especially in these days where not it's actually not really a lot of people it's a small minority of people that are uh really kind is. of divided See, social media it's, is not yeah. the world it's yeah. not i mean there's yeah. so, there's a whole world happening outside of the platform so, you browse on so anyway um if all that to say go follow us on all the social media platforms <laughs> um yes, please follow yeah. us we're still please, gonna respond that's, in that's right and, yeah um, and uh, we also, if you want, you can email the show, mystupidpodcastshow at gmail.com. Uh, we do read the emails and we um, read some on the air. We're going to read five emails today uh, here in a little bit. I like I like to say on the air as if this is like going over right, the air. We're on the air. <laughs> Caller. <laughs> You're on yeah. the air with My yeah. Stupid Podcast. All right. Uh, Caller go. Caller go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's just like dead space. Uh, hello, am I am I on? Yes, you're am on the I air on? with my stupid podcast. Yes, go. Uh, can you hear me? Can you, tur- can you turn down your radio, please, so we can hear you? Yes, you're on the air back. with my stupid podcast. Caller, go. Uh, hello, am I? Can you hear me? Yes, go. Jeff, Angelo, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Go. Every time. Yeah. Every time. Uh, so uh, email the show. We would love to read your your emails. Uh, we love hearing your John Mayer stories, how you became a fan, you know, your favorite John Mayer memories, uh, your reviews of our show, the, your thoughts, opinions on everything we talk about. Um, we love reading those things. So email us uh, and uh, we'll try and respond to the ones we can and we'll definitely read them all and it may get read on the airwaves, uh, yes. the, inter- the internet airwaves. The internet. Um, yeah, exactly. Jeff, internet tell us about your other podcast. Jeff, you Jeff has another podcast you should go listen to. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's re- it's really silly. Uh, it's Enter Tournament of Champions podcast, and it is a mouthful because it's a tournament containing An things tournament, from entertainment. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it, it mostly just video games, movies, and TV shows. Uh, we put them in a tournament against each other. Why? Because it's dumb and fun, and yes. we just make dumb. It's just me and two of my fr- my guy friends just. Being dumb together, making dumb joke jokes, and uh, making really difficult decisions for no other reason other than <laughs> to torture each other. There you go. Like putting our favorite movies and shows and 
whatever against each other in a tournament is bana- why would anybody do that it doesn't make any sense but it's just a well, fun it's fun thing it's like it's like the bar fights the bar like where you're at a bar not a f- actual fist fight <laughs> I was but say. you're like what but like the you know like when you're at like a restaurant or you're at a bar and you have the arguments yeah. right and you're like yeah those back in those yeah. days when phones weren't yeah as prevalent yeah or didn't have as much stuff on them and you were like, hey, man, what's better movie, this one or this one? And, yeah. and you would just spend the – that would be the whole night. Yeah. That would be the whole that. night. Yes. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, we uh, we get kind of long uh, sometimes. So, and we haven't done a new episode in a while. but uh, I mean, We'll go know, check out the back yeah. catalog. Go, there's yeah. plenty there's of episodes There's a lot of episodes there. out there. It's like oh, we're almost at 100. Well, there you go, man. That, that will fill up your quarantine if you're still quarantining. It's so dumb. Um, and it's explicit, though, so I should throw it out there. It's not – right. uh, we try to keep it clean here. It's different. Yeah. Well, this is a family show. This is a family show, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I uh, So go listen to Jeff's other podcast. I guested on a podcast uh, a couple weeks ago called The Plain Sight Podcast. Um, and uh, it is a more kind of like a Christian religious podcast to an extent. We don't talk totally all about that, and that's not what it's all about. But they reached out to me, um, uh, our fans of our podcast, and said, hey, would you yes. be on ours? So, that's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, it was great. So I just got a message from those guys, and we go on, and their their theme right now is they're going through 80s movies and kind of seeing how you can see faith and maybe you can see aspects of God in different movies. And we got and the, the one we talked about was Ghostbusters, so it was all about Ghostbusters. Oh, nice. Which has no, very little redeeming qualities <laughs> to this movie, <laughs> by the way. It's just a really – and it's one of my favorite movies, actually. Um, so that's it was good to, to be able to go on and talk about that. So if you're into that kind of thing, it's about an hour long. Um, we do talk a little bit about John Mayer. They actually did a whole series – uh, in, I guess they're in season two. In season one, they did a whole series on John Mayer and Continuum. And they did wow. like a whole thing on Continuum. And then they took different, like three songs at a time or something and talked about songs and just how you can, you know, just kind of, you can see spiritual stuff in a lot of these, uh, a lot of his songs. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, kind of intersection between pop culture and faith. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, go check out the Plain Sight podcast. I did talk about John. We talked about John That's a little sight bit. Sight as in uh, eyes, um, right? Yes, Sight. yes, S I G H T. So, uh, Sigut, yeah, <laughs> the weird English language. Um, yeah. but uh, so anyway, if you're interested in that, go check out those two podcasts, um, and give them some love, give Jeff some love on his other one. So, uh, I'm gonna read some emails now again, my stupid podcast show at gmail.com. Uh, we love to hear from you. And our first email is from Jenna Ebert, I think she's ri- written in before. Uh, she says, Sounds hello, hello, fellow JM fans. I found your podcast via a post I saw you put up on Reddit. I am clearly behind, but as I catch up, I'm going to annoyingly email you my thoughts on what y'all discussed because who doesn't leave geek- love geeking out on John Mayer? So I would like to apologize in advance and also feel free to block my email. Well, we will not block your email, Jenna. We love hearing from you. No, email of us course as, not. as much as you want. She says, I don't feel like I have this amazing John Mayer story. It made me more profound or creative or anything. I started listening to him when he became popular on MTV, like No Such Thing and the Wonderland era. But I don't think I really started to enjoy his music until around 2007 when I was stationed overseas. John Mayer would constantly allow the Armed Forces Network to show live performances by him that we would be able to watch at home. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I had met a friend on the internet who introduced me to his B-side stuff, things I'd never heard before. Did you ever meet a... You know, Jeff and I actually met on the internet, which is very interesting. Mm -hmm. But have you ever met, like, an actual, like, a good friend on the internet? 
in person no i don't think so i i have i've met somebody we're not we weren't good friends though we were just like yeah. acquaintances on like twitter and we met because yeah. they're part of like a youtube channel they're part of like oh, okay. the cinema sins youtube channel and uh so like they had like an event and i went there and just met a bunch of other people that that's cool mainly just talk online but we weren't like good we were just like acquaintances on yeah. twitter and now we talk all the time so that's well, different so i yeah, yeah that's uh that's kind of cool man i it like is that cool so she met this friend Started sharing B-side stuff. Covered in rain, in your atmosphere were two of those. She was one of those people who followed his show around the U.S., which I have yet to do, but a bucket list item for sure. So fast forward 13 years later, I'm still just as, as enamored with him as ever. There's a song for any moment in my life that I, that I need something, whether it's a lyric to help me through a tough time, or a guitar solo to help me sleep, or an album I need to jam out to on a road trip. JM just comes through like a dear friend, and I'm thankful for that. That's such a cool sentiment, and I, I could it agree is. with that. Music sometimes is our only friend. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's music is there for you when maybe you don't feel like you can open up to someone to talk about what you're going through, even if it's something you know you have a a really close loved one or friend that you're like, Oh, I can talk to anyone, but maybe they're not available. Or you just don't feel like you can talk. Music is always there for you. Yeah, for sure. It's so cool. I love that sentiment. It's um, definitely there for me when I'm, uh, as, as an outlet, yeah. um, as a writer. Cause it's like, I mean, that's every, that's, that's therapy for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've heard people say like music saves their life. Right. I mean, people mm -hmm. have said that and, and you know, it's just so powerful. Yeah. Well, she, I write she, songs. I write songs specifically like about, those topics like depression and anxiety mm -hmm. and man with that felt like a weight off my shoulders i mean i still live with it because you don't it doesn't just go away right. <laughs> you just, it just helps to talk about things or maybe even write a song about it yeah it just felt like a weight off my shoulders like oh that's everything i was trying to say and you know but you, in a rhymy way i guess <laughs> <laughs> but in a rhymy way yeah uh, she says, I've only seen him live twice and once with Dead and Company. Kind of hope this comes up on the podcast at some point. It will come up on the podcast. I Here's the thing. I don't we know about so you, Jeff. I think we've talked do. about it. Yeah. There's just two. Yeah. Like, it's a daunting task because I'm not into Dead and Company. Like, I'm just not. Me neither. So. Um, we know people that are, though. I mean, we, we yeah. could definitely. And, and somebody used to do the uh, Mayor cast, which is like, I guess, the podcast that started after Bigger Than My Podcast. Yeah. Ran for fewer episodes. But. Um, uh, the guy that ran that show, that, that is podcast, he in, is uh, he Kyle, he, he went to so many Dead & Company shows. Interesting. Um, and and many John shows throughout the year. Like, it would be like, oh, you're going to another show? Like, dang, dude. Uh, but, yeah, he's really big in Dead & Company, so he would be somebody, a good resource uh, for sure. Yeah, well, definitely, I imagine that episode, somebody else is going to have to come in. Yes, And kind of, like, sure. help us through that. So, she says, anyway, thanks for starting this podcast. Love the first episode. I have to agree with Jeff that right now my favorite album is Continuum. That was probably back in January. I don't know if that's the case or yet or not. Still, Jeff. But she says song probably songs, yeah. Songs fluctuate almost daily, but the tops are going to be three by five. Stop this train and gravity. Question: If New Deep didn't happen on Heavier Things, would the album still be named Heavier Things? Since that's where he drops those words. <clears throat> what do you think, Jeff? I feel like the album title came first. I think so too. And then he was like, where do I put this lyric? <laughs> oh wait, I can't put it anywhere. And then he kind of came up accidentally with new deep. Yeah. That's, that's the pattern. I, that's the trajectory of the album mm -hmm. title that I see in my head. 
I my, thought it my was, mayor canon in my head. The way the way the question starts, it sounds like if New Deep didn't happen on heavier things, like it's almost like it sounds like if if New Deep didn't happen, would it still suck? That's the question. No, I'm just kidding. Thought, it doesn't. Suck. I thought that's where it was going to go. Myself, I thought it was some kind be of like, like if New Deep wasn't on heavier things. things would it still would it be the worst album ever? Yeah, would or it, whatever. Would it, would it still not be a good song? It's like if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's around to hear it, does it still make a sound? <laughs> If New Deep wasn't on Heavier Things, would it still not be that good of a song? I don't know. <laughs> I, I said suck. I was being facetious. It doesn't suck, but it's... No, it doesn't at all. I we all know my feelings suck. of New Things. We just have less favorite Oh, yeah. Songs. Of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she says, until next time, Jenna. So um, I don't know. I, I'm with you, Jeff. I think Heavier Things came first, the title, mm-hmm. and then he roped it into New Deep. Um, yeah. All right. So second email. Kate Philpot, who's a friend of the show, she's emailed in a few times. She says, hey, my stupid podcast, just wanted to follow up if you're listening to all your podcasts. And again, loving it all. As other listeners have shared, want to echo their comments. I'm loving the thought and dedication put into the content of the shows. It's opened my eyes and helped me think more deeply about John's music. Um, and she's, So she gives us her album rankings and then her deep cuts. So I'm just going to go through these real quick. Album rankings. Oh, cool. She goes, she talks about them. I'm, not, I'm just going to... Name the album. So number eight is Battle Studies. Seven is Paradise Valley. Six is Search for Everything. Five is Inside Wants Out. Four is Room for Squares. Three is Continuum. Two is Born and Raised. And number one, Jeff, Heavier Things. Wow. It's her favorite album. I am going to read a rare, that one. That was a rare one and when yeah. we went through the rankings. <clears throat> I do want to read what she said about that. She says, I know what you or some others may be thinking, but I overall love this album. It's nostalgic for me. Absolutely love Only Heart, even if it is sarcastic. Just love the beat and the groove. I don't mind that it isn't cohesive like some of his other albums. I wish he would play more songs from it on his tours. I agree with you there, Kate. After hearing your podcast on this album, I love it even more than I do. Just something about it in it that I love more than the others. So there you go. Uh, And then her deep cuts. um, She says, this was hard. I love that you're both having us think about these things. Uh, No particular order. She loves these. So these are her deep cuts. Love Soon, 3 by 5 Home Life, Split Screen Sadness, Only Heart, Wheel, War of My Life. Uh, she says, this needs more love. Wish he played it more. Walt Grace, Face to Call Home, and Waiting on the Day. So that's a, that's a decent deep cut list. So um, she continues to talk about some of her other songs, favorite songs. Um, and I guess she's from Texas because she says she went to the Dallas and San Antonio shows. Um, and... Uh, and really enjoyed those. So she says, thanks for all you do. This has easily become one of my favorite podcasts. Y'all make me laugh. Keep the shows coming. Thanks, Kate Philpot. Thank you, Kate. Um, Yay, thank you. Yeah, we appreciate it and glad you're enjoying the show. Our next email is from Nina Miranda. She says, I started listening to your podcast almost an hour ago, and I'm still in the first episode. I'm enjoying it so much that I'm risking my English skills with you guys. Sorry if it's not that good. And English skills seem fine to me, Nina. So should be good to go. She says... I started to love John's music when I was 16 years old. It was a guilty pleasure. John being a guilty pleasure, Jeff. Isn't mm-hmm. that interesting? Um, she never, says, never was that way for me. Not at all. She says, understand I only listened to punk, pop punk, grunge, and alternative rock at the time. So John was a type of music I liked in my room. I was very jealous of sharing his music with other people. Don't ask me why I was a kid. I imagine she's, she's thinking embarrassed, right? She's kind of embarrassed. Yeah. She said, this was around 2006. I'm from Brazil, so songs like John's played on a radio aimed at an adult audience. 
and the radio was called Antenna One. I think we had a we had somebody write in last week about the same the same uh, radio station down there in Brazil. Hmm. I don't know if you remember that. She says, no. if you wanted to listen to jazz, blues, bossa nova, soul music, funk, that's where you would hear it. My dad was a big fan of Bob Dylan. And on this radio station, Dylan and Mayer played a lot. First song I heard was Neon, an acoustic version. As for me, a 16-year-old girl full of hate, listening to punk rock every day, listening to Neon was a soft touch of love in my heart. Um, I'm going to sound super corny, but this was a game changer for me. It opened my head up to a lot of good music. Um, of course, it wasn't overnight, but until I was 21, my musical style changed a lot and it got much bigger. So thanks, John. Don't have any stories about going to John's shows because the two times he came, I couldn't go to any shows in my country. But I can tell you how his music, how his music and things he talks about in current mood help me deal with my anxiety. At this point, we know how good he is with words. He gave anxiety advice a few episodes where he said, which helped me to deal a lot with my struggles. He gave anxiety advice, which helped me to deal a lot with my struggles. Oh, she just wrote the same sentence twice. I was like, wait a minute. Oh. I just read that. That's the same <laughs> sentence twice. She says, and this is what he said. Don't trust your thoughts right now. Go to bed. Try to relax. We can solve the problem in the morning. And she said, since then, I go to bed with that mantra in my, that the next morning I'll be able to solve whatever's happening. His music helps me a lot. In my 20s, I used to sleep listening to the albums. It called me it calmed me down. So she says her, uh, you know, um, Born and Raised is her favorite album. Uh, she loves country and country folk Neil Young style these days. Are you a Neil, Neil Young fan, Jeff? Uh, I've never even taken the dive. I, I assume that I would be once I finally listen to his stuff. I haven't either. And I told you about this song club that me and a couple family members are a part of. And somebody um, put a Neil Young song on there. And it's probably a famous Neil Young song. I just hadn't heard it. It's called Heart of Could Gold. Be. Heart I, of Gold, yeah. I know yeah. that song. Yeah. And, That's uh, a great just, song, yeah, actually. Yeah. It was great. I was like, man, this is so good. I need it. I need it. There's so many artists that I'm just like, oh, I just want to get it. I want to get into them, but yeah. just, I don't have the time or the energy to like get <laughs> they in. They have too much. It's yeah. just too much. I was, and we were talking about Neil Young. He's put out like, he put out in the from 2000 to today. Okay, so you think about Neil Young being like, oh, 70s, 80s, mm -hmm. right? From the year 2000 until today, he's put out like 16 albums. Jeez. Since the year 2000. <laughs> Jeez, man. Like, it's just, he's just a machine. Like, oh, yeah. just music, 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 music. So anyway, um, but uh, she says her favorite albums are Born and Raised and Paradise Valley. So she says she's loving the podcast. Um, it's good listening to fans talk about our boy. Thanks for all you do, uh, Nina. So Thanks, Nina. Uh, appreciate that. Um, love hearing from Thank our inter international and young. Well, I guess she's not younger. She's not younger now, but um, just cool. Now, I wonder what it would have been like. And you're a little bit closer there, but just to have gotten into John Mayer like really early, like in my teens. Um, yeah, I just I was about 15. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, 16. So, yeah. All right. Next email. Matthew Chappelle. Who? Just yeah, never heard, never heard of him. Never heard of this guy. Uh, she says, "What's up, y'all?" That's not a jab at Jeff. That's what, <laughs> that's what he says in there. He says, "The Village <laughs> Sessions. What a great album! I listened to this day. I listened to this the day you guys released the episode. I had no idea you were doing this. I work a blue collar swing shift job. It happened to be. I happened to be on a day shift that day. 
I put my earbuds in. I was making my rounds around the plant just to get out of the control room and decided to listen to the village sessions as I washed up the floors. Uh, Waited on the World to Change is a good opener. This one does have more more full sound, if you will. Not as strong as Back to You was on Inside Once Out, but definitely more going on in the others. Um, He talks about the melody in the background is different from um the album version wait wait in right like that where the timing is a little yeah. bit different mm-hmm. um talks about belief solo is killer he loves the acoustic guitar solo um um slow dancing this was the version i learned to play before the continuum version is what he says so you play the intro a bit differently on acoustic than you do on electric and it's stuck with me since good love i remember mentioning on the try episode it's amazing what a tube screamer and a strat can do um yeah he did say that he says it's amazing what to hear a natural sounding martin play this riff um and in repair he says might be his favorite on the record he likes this one better than the continuum version he says i know angelo can't get over the vocal melody of the i am in repair yeah <laughs> that's yeah it's I just a weird note choice for the in, in of all words yeah he's it's um, like he's accenting i've never heard any a singer well maybe i have just none to come to mind that accent the preposition or whatever you call those words yeah. that are articles that are really short in, yeah. in it. that's not the most important yeah, the word of the phrase. So yeah. it's just, it's just really strange yeah. choice. I don't know. It still works though for me. I, I like, uh, I like, I, I agree with him on that track. I do like that one better than the continuum. And that's yeah. probably my favorite one. Well, he says, you know, that may be the only weak point of the song. I can, mm-hmm. I can kind of get behind that, but it's the chorus. It's the main part of the song. So if your weak point is the main part of the song, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. So lyrical content in itself, um, to me, is the song overrides the melody. Um, so she's, he says, I love you guys. Can't wait to see what you do next. I will, Jeff, I will definitely be looking into your other podcast. My friends and I always pit movies and video games, especially video game characters, TV show characters, and superheroes against each other. So I'm very much interested in this. Just remember, Goku always wins. Um, That's are my you a, dog's name. Are you a, are you a Dragon Ball Z fan? Uh, not me. No, my friends are. That's but that's also my dog's name. I was so about to say. I was like, yeah. That. Um, I don't know that he knows that my dog's name is Goku. I can't remember who I've told that to, but uh, or if I've even said it on here before. I don't think but, you've uh, said that. I didn't know that. Uh, I'm I'm sure that is a reference to Dragon Ball Z because. Oh, Everybody yeah. but me likes that show, so I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Did you ever just not get into it? Are you not an? Are you an anime fan at all? It. I I am. It depends. Uh, it depends on uh, the anime. I mean, I've I've liked Studio uh, Ghibli movies and stuff like that. And uh, recently, I've been watching more anime movies than I had before. But Dragon Ball Z was one of those things where, like, I watched it with my brother. Yeah. Back when we were both younger. Yeah, like when it was um, on like Cartoon Network, probably. Yeah, and and it was it was fun to watch it at the time. I just never, I just never got hooked on it. I guess I don't know. It's so funny. The same. It's that is the almost exact same story as me. My brother loved it, mm-hmm. and he would watch it. So I'd watch it with him, and I followed it along. Also, like yeah. I was following the story, and yeah, I I got invested a little bit. Yeah, um, and um, and I know yeah. the story. Like I could tell you the whole story of like the dragon, the main, the regular Dragon Ball Z saga. I could probably tell you the story, but like, mm-hmm. um, and then he bought this was before streaming or anything. He bought the whole box set, like the all the DVDs, which there are so many episodes of that. Dude, yes, sh- <laughs> show, and he let me borrow them once, and I tried to watch it. I was just like, I can't. 
I can't invest this much time um, in uh, in this show. But um, yeah, I've been a I've been a Dragon Ball Z. So why did you name your dog Gro- Goku? He was already named that. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I I just kept it because I was like, uh, it kind of feels like Destiny a little bit because I I'm familiar with that show and yeah, it's just somebody clearly is familiar with that show too, or else. <laughs> Unless you like know the actual translation of Goku or what whatever that means, and I assume Japanese. I don't know I don't it. Know what it means? Me neither. Um, well, geez, Louise. Now we have to find out. All right. Yeah. He says. Anyways, <laughs> take care, guys. Talk soon, Matt. And then final emails from Drew Ortman, another friend of the show. It says, "Hey guys, haven't written in a couple weeks. Had to catch up on the latest episodes. About to dive into the Village Sessions episodes. I love that episode. I love that EP." Anyway, a couple emails back, I brought up the question of your thoughts on John Mayer and the Grateful Dead. Here we go again. (laughs) Listening to your response and hearing your latest episodes gave me idea. Let me preface this by saying this may take some time, so it will be for a later episode. The episode should be called John Mayer is Dead to Me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he he offers his, you know, I guess he's a big Dead fan, right? So, like... um, he says, I'll give you, I could give you my top 10 track list of songs to get John Mayer fans into Dead and Company, and you could review them at the end and give your thoughts on John's new venture. That might be a cool way to do it, uh, to actually sure. review songs versus like, I can't. Oh, yeah. There's no way to do like a history of Grateful Dead. Like, that's just, mm-hmm. <laughs> we just can't do that. But yeah. we um, just have to become a Grateful Dead podcast if we wanted to do that's that. That's right. Yeah. It's there's too much. Pr- and there's probably Grateful Dead podcasts out there, I imagine. But yeah. he says, keep up the great work, friend of the show, Drew. So um, it's as easy as that. If you want to possibly have your email read on the show, probably will be. Uh, we're going to try and read at least five of those um, oh, every episode. Uh, email us, mystupidpodcastshow at gmail.com. And uh, we will, yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts and everything. For All sure. right, Jeff, let's get into some battle studies. Let's study them battles, man. Um. Battle Studies is the fourth studio album by American singer-songwriter John Mayer. And it was released on November 17th, 2009. Uh, do you remember when this was released? Do you remember what you were doing when, when this came out, Jeff? I don't know. I don't remember either. I think I just moved out that year. Might have been, no, might have been the year before that. No, it might have been around 2009. I just moved out or I just freshly moved out from my parents. Okay. And uh, finally, you know, finally gained real adulthood <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. So I wasn't really um, as focused on uh, John as I usually was. So this, all of this was, I wasn't paying attention to the Battle Studies uh, journal stuff. Right. I just wasn't. It. I had too much other stuff I was dealing with, I guess. Um, I, and so like when he announced it, I was like, Oh, let me backtrack. And that's when I started to look at what he'd been writing so far. Right. And, uh, so that, that, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a nice surprise to be like, Oh, album's complete and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I think I was, it was similar to me, like after continuum and then after where the light is, I started quote unquote growing up, if that makes sense. So I was already married, but. Um, I had my first daughter was born in 2008. So like everything's changing at this point in my life. Um, and, uh, I just don't have the time to like scour the internet and consume everything that's, that's coming out about John, you know, 
But, um, you know, so you have Continuum 2006. You have Where the Light Is coming out soon after that. And then Battle Studies in 2009. And it says that it was recorded at Battle Studies Recording Studio <laughs> in California. And then a couple other, I guess it was some other studio sessions that happened in Hollywood. and The uh, Village once again showing up? Yeah, so um, you probably did some other, you know, some other tracking or overdubs or stuff like that. Probably I'm thinking it's just some, some other random things, but the majority of the recording happened at battle studies recording studio. And, uh, as we'll get into John did something really different with this album. As far as, um, recording, what he did was his whole idea was to, uh, turn this house into a recording studio. So battle studies recording studio, was basically a makeshift studio that he that they built in this house so that he could record this album and i guess like they lived on the top floor and then the recording studio Mm -hmm. was on the bottom floor and uh you can go on youtube and uh find a bunch of clips on he he was doing a lot of blogging i say a lot he was doing some blogging and like trying to i guess try to capture like the process a little bit more yeah Yeah, he's very open about that so you can catch videos and stuff of like early songs. Like there's an early version of War of My Life, um, which is really, really, it's just interesting. It has weird kind of gibberish lyrics to it. And uh, there's even a different, cor- like it sounds different on the chorus when it gets to I it. I didn't find that one for some reason. Yeah. Was it only on that website? Uh, it was on the website, but it was on YouTube. It's on YouTube on that, on the John. Oh. So if you go to the John Mayer Vivo page on YouTube, like the official John Mayer Oh, okay. YouTube I must channel. have not. I, I just kind of skimmed through the videos as much as I it could was called, we It was called like Road Trip or something like that. Like that was the oh, name okay. of it. And it was basically just him listening to the like an early demo version of it in his car, in a car driving. <laughs> That's what it was. Oh. So it was just like, uh, but um, go check those out if you haven't. You can go to his page. Just scroll down. Go Hit the videos tab on that on the YouTube channel page and scroll down to where you start seeing battle study stuff. And you'll see a lot of these cool videos. But so they build this makeshift recording studio and he's trying to do things a little bit different. Well, I'm going to read a little bit about what he how he was trying to to record differently, according to his words on the battle studies mid action report website, if you remember that out there. So um, album debuts at number one on the U.S. Billboard 200, uh, comes out, sells quite a few copies um, and eventually gets certified platinum. Uh, So. It received fairly positive reviews from from critics, um, yeah. and I think even he knew. And he says this um, when he's talking about the album. He says it got a lot easier when I realized that no matter what I do, it's not going to be Continuum, good or bad. Mm. I think coming off of Continuum, it's just like, can I do? Is that my peak? Can I do anything better than that? That that's yeah. what I would be thinking. <laughs> Yeah. Um, And my opinion is this is not better than Continuum. Um, In fact, I I feel like there's, as I kind of, as we do the review and talk about the album, I feel like there's a, I think he was, it's just not as cohesive of an album, similar to heavier things. It's just not as cohesive as an album. A theme wise it is. I'll tell you, I think theme wise it's, it makes, it's really connected. As mm-hmm. far as a big theme, musically, it is not. 
Yeah, uh, musically, it's I'd agree. Great. I would agree with that. Yeah, it's kind of scattered like Heavier Things was. Yeah, and where it's, it's like, like, oh, this is a totally different clarity. There's nothing like clarity on the rest of Heavier Things, right? Just like there's nothing like um, like New Deep, like yeah. Uh, you I know, mean, there's nothing like Assassin yeah. on Battle Studies. Yeah, you know? like yeah, it, yeah. It's, they're all like kind of one of a kind songs. Uh, so sonically, it's all very scattered. Right. Yeah, thematically, yes, absolutely. So um, he. He talks about if if you go back, you can go and search the Battle Studies Mid Action Report website and go kind of view all this cool stuff where he's talking about the making of the album and kind of um, uh, reasons behind what he's doing and how he's kind of changing the way he wants to record. You have to go to like that archive.org though. It's not like a live website. You have to find it on the internet way back machine if you know what that is. Just Google that. You'll find that. But, um, Apparently the album was leaked hour. It says the out, the album was leaked just hours before he was scheduled to perform an official Mm -hmm. radio leak. I do not remember this. Um, I don't remember it leaking. I don't know where it would have leaked, but I don't, I don't remember either. I think, uh, it was already like on the, my stupid mouth forum. Mm -hmm. It was like pretty sure the link, the link was there. So I was just like, cool. I want to listen to it early. Why not? I was going to buy it anyway. I bought like two versions of this album. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bought the deluxe one with the VH1 storytellers. Cause mm-hmm. uh, I really wanted to watch that over and yeah. over again. Um, but yeah, it was, yeah, it was, uh, I'm pretty sure I partook in that. Yeah. M- maybe, maybe not for the, I don't remember. I, I bought, some people I just did remember. not buy it, but, uh, yeah. that listened to it, but, uh, that oh, they're well. wrong for that. Yeah. I, I did purchase it. Uh, it's somewhere. I, I think I have it packed somewhere, but uh, the actual CD is somewhere around here. But um, I guess he get, it says he gave his listeners permission to download the link as long as they the leak as long as they registered their copies by ordering the album. <laughs> yeah. So go download it if you're gonna actually buy the album. That's kind of what he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, the rest of that year, he's probably doing press and all this stuff and. Then he goes on the world tour, Battle Studies World Tour, in February 2010. It's um, like the whole year. Yeah, February three, through three, October. Three, four months off. Yeah, three so, months off, I um, guess, technically. So he's working, um, and he's also working to uh, repair his reputation because, as Jeff and I talked before even the episode started, in February of 2010, the infamous Playboy interview was released. Um, that was that oh. issue. It was that early in the world tour. Wow. Dude. Yeah. I mean, it's, wow, it was wow, out wow. probably within the first couple of shows. That's probably when it came out. And, Yikes. um, so he's I mean, like, he, I'm oh. just going to get these obligations out of the way and yeah. here we go. I'm just going to step back. So, um, four singles. I did not know that there were four singles to the song. Um, I knew Heartbreak Warfare and Half of My Heart were single. I didn't realize Who Says and Perfectly Lonely were single. I remember Who Says, yeah. I remember Who Says being the first one, the first song we all heard Yeah, from this album. And going, um, oh, that's not, it's like a stop this train about doing what you want. That's cool. That's right, yeah. This Is this yeah. what the album's going to sound like, right? It's like, okay. But, yeah, uh, that's exactly that kind of what it. You I was thought? like, oh, is this one going to sound like and that's, Nothing and that's, else sounds no, like this. Nothing else <laughs> sounds like that. Uh, so that was released for preview <laughs> September 25th. Um, at johnmary.com and then the official release was October 13th so that came out before the album came out second single Heartbreak Warfare um, is released like not that much after let me see here Um, I think I have it pulled up Uh, it's a month after 
Heartbreak Warfare released October 19th. Gosh. Oh, wow. So you're right. Wow. So the official release for Who Says, even though the Who Says was on his website like a month before. Yeah. Official October release 13th. October 13th. And Heartbreak Warfare was the 19th. Goodness, man. So, and Heartbreak Warfare, I don't know if you remember this, had that augmented reality video. Do you remember this? I don't at all. I, I vaguely remember it. I was like, oh my gosh. I think I, I did this. partake in. I tried. I think I tried. Was going on with that, but. but I didn't have the. I don't think I had the technology. I hmm. think it. I don't know if I had an iPhone at this point or not. I don't even remember what you needed. I feel like you needed. Uh, yeah. I don't remember what you needed. I, oh, I think like you had to print something out. And then, like, your camera on your computer, like, it was something weird, like, where it had, like, a symbol that it had to register, and then you could move it. You could, you could like, move the the video around with your piece of paper. Like, it was, it was weird. Like, something weird. It was obviously augmented reality. But before augmented reality was even on your phone, because that didn't exist yet. So it was, like, it was, it was, it was very strange. Um and I remember not. I remember just not being able to get it to work whenever I tried to do it. That's what I. That's the, what I remember about that whole thing is I, I was frustrated because I couldn't get it to work right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I can't watch this stupid augmented reality I tried. video. I just, I just saw what was involved, and I was like, <laughs> oh, like, never I mind. Can't, I, I can't do video. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Half of My Heart released in uh, June of 2010, and then Perfectly Lonely November 2010. I don't remember Perfectly Lonely being a single, but me neither. It makes sense. Um, it's. If there was going to be another it's single, that would enough. be it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So critical reception, most people were like, yeah, this is fine. It's no continuum, but it's fine. Like that's kind of what yeah. everybody's consensus was. Yeah. At least they um, weren't um, completely bashing the heck out of it. Uh, yeah. Like some of his, I mean, I guess, I don't know if there's other examples of that, but I will take generally positive. Yeah. <laughs> generally. Okay. Yeah. Over uh, most people review. gave it like a B. Like, that mm-hmm. was kind of their thing. Like, I don't think really anybody gave it an A. Um, but for the most part, it, it was a B. The, it did receive a Grammy, Grammy nomination for Best Pop Vocal Album. Um, wow. But it lost to Lady Gaga's Fame Monster. And Half of My Heart was nominated for Best Male Pop Vocal Performance, again. But lost to Bruno Mars, Just the Way You Are. I mean, how, um, could, you, how could you not lose to Bruno Mars? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, um, I, that dude sings and you're like, all right, just give him an, an award now. What award, are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the album actually did win a Grammy. It wasn't on here, but I found it won a Grammy for for best engineered album, non-classical. So it must have been something that was not obviously not televised, like during like their yeah. technical awards, kind of like yeah, the yeah. production of uh, Village Sessions. Something like no. that. Continuum. It was Continuum because he co-produced Continuum. Okay. I think it was that. And he won something for that. And, so, but, uh, you know, John Mayer yeah. doesn't actually win this. Just the album and then the people who, like, produced it. Well, I guess yeah. he produced it, but the, the engineers won. So, like, when you go look like, at it, it's so like, like uh, Michael. Chad. Yeah, Chad, Chad uh, Manny Marroquin, who's done all the albums. Joe Fur- Furla, Michael Brower, engineers. I wonder what, like, goes into figuring out what the best engineered album. Like, how, how do you figure that out? You, know you really have a, to. You really have to know what you're doing yeah. in that field to even have an opinion. On I know. Because I'm just over here going, sounds good to me, man. Well, I'm over <laughs> here going, like, how is that different from like just best album? 
Yeah, I don't, I don't get or that. Or best record, right? So, so you well, have I bet best engineers record. could tell you. Oh yeah, of engineers course. could tell you like here's here's the distinction why engineering is yeah. skirp dude. Like I don't, not I'm not mocking how they say. How but they that's talk, what it would be. But yeah, they're so would, yeah. freaking intelligent that I sound stupid. Oh when yeah, I, I mean it would so. be like the mixing and the mastering. Yeah. Right, like that's what the best engineer. So it did win a Grammy, but something you know kind of random there. Um, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, for sure. So. Uh, again, certified platinum. Um, it's not very. It's not very long. It's forty six minutes long. So um, and there's eleven songs, and we'll get to to all that stuff and just how forty six so, is a good length. When he said eleven tracks, forty six minutes, I was like forty six. That's kind of it's kind of long for eleven. Just eleven tracks. I mean, I guess heavier things is like fifty minutes, but every song was like five minutes long. Yeah, there's not any three minute songs on here. There's four and up. Well, you have five who says and, and do you know me? Uh, and then but you that's have it. yeah, and then you have a couple that are three and under. Yeah, friends, like lovers three. are nothing. Took the in repair route of going like that's right. Yeah, almost a six little minutes. bit long. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Battle Studies is later released, and this is the one you got, Jeff. CD, DVD, expanded edition, which has VH1 storytellers um, on it and a DVD plus two performances from Japan. Um, and uh, are these the ones where he's just performing in that little room just by himself? Yes. With, with those, yeah, it's with like horror. Kind of looks a little. I mean, it looks horrible by today's standards because it's not yeah. a Blu-ray. But uh, yeah, it's like cheaply filmed, and it's got like a horrible mic, and he's just playing the songs. It's nice. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's it's cool. nice. But the VH1 Storytellers is what I what I got it for. Well, for I've sure. never I've never watched the VH1 Storytellers. Jim. Ooh, I can't I can't wait I can't so, wait. So we, so we do, do an episode one. on this, man. We That's going to gonna be that fun. One. Yeah. Um, what is that? The only difference is just an added DVD. Like, do you remember? Yeah. Or was there? Yeah. Like... There's no. I don't think there's. A, I don't think they added the "I'm on Fire" bonus track okay. on this one. It was only for iTunes on that. Yes. And we should mention that, just like you said, there was an iTunes bonus track "I'm on Fire" Bruce Springsteen uh, mm-hmm. cover that you got if you downloaded it on iTunes. I did not download it on iTunes, so I didn't get that track. I think I got it there, later. and then I got this the physical one the first time, and then the so I guess I bought it technically three times, even though I think mm-hmm. the album's just fine. You know what I mean? Overall, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, but yeah, that's a, that's a great. I mean, we're going to talk about that when we talk about like bonus tracks, yes. sides, etc. Um, but that's a, that's a great freaking song, dude. <laughs> Better than "Can't Take That Plane." Let's say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What is this song? Can't take Can't Take That." I don't uh, It's such a bizarre <laughs> song. Well, um, we we have the trifecta happening again. John Mayer, Steve Jordan, Pino Palladino. Heck They're yeah. the main guys here once again. Um, you do have other people doing other stuff, but those are the three main guys. And um, plus Taylor Swift. Did you know that Taylor Swift is on this album? Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, might have known that. I don't know. Yeah, might have known that. So... <laughs> Uh, anyway, let's. Um, I, w- I want to talk a little bit about this Battle Studies Mid Action Report website because John, as we mentioned at the beginning, oh, uh, I didn't know Rob Robbie McIntosh is on this too. I guess he only plays one track though. He plays yeah. uh, "All We Ever Do Is Say Goodbye." Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. That's Mid Action. Okay. Yeah. So he at the beginning talks about if you go find this, you can go find it. Like I said, it's hard, not that hard to find, but you're gonna have to look for it. And if you remember, he kind of talks about this blog being. At the very the very first entry of it says like I don't want a completed website because I'm not a completed musician and he goes on to like mm-hmm. his you know his pontificating and all this stuff 
but um, at the very beginning of of um, of this blog, this is what he says, and I just want to read a couple of excerpts from it. Um, and the first thing is 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 um, on February twenty third. Well, I guess when he started, he says, he, and this is all just his language, his words. Here's what Battle Studies is. It's a house. It's a clandestine location that's being converted into a music studio. No, not a music studio, an entire music experience, a living, breathing, ever-evolving, organic space that contains every part of the record-making process. Everybody involved has left their comfort zone, including myself. I need to be disoriented again. I'm going to share as much as I can with you throughout the entire process. Notes, lyrics, sounds, pictures, ideas, videos. Tomorrow we look at some new guitars and I explain the approach in detail. I hope you like it. JM. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's intro and saying like he's trying to deconstruct, I guess, the recording process Mm -hmm. um, and do something different than what he's done before. Um, a little bit later, a couple days later, he writes a whole entry and I'm going to read this too on, he said it's called unconscious composition. And he, he starts one of the focal points of my approach to songwriting these days is something I've come to refer to as conscious composition. Conscious composition is composing not only chord changes, say for instance, a four chord progression in a pop or rock setting, but also thoughtfully writing the lyrics and melody line above it. It's the exact opposite of get in a room and jam. Sure, I could pull together a drummer, a bass player, an organ, a trio of background singers, but without the time spent investigating lyrics, ideas, note selection, etc., all I'm going to have at best is a groove that underscores nothing but very basic ideas. Even if I'm able to turn it into something sophisticated, that's still because I was thinking back on a past moment in my songwriting that was fully conscious, except I'll remember it as having come come up with it on the spot. When there aren't enough of these conscious moments on songwriting to draw from, the creative energy of making music is lost. Even going to the studio with a guitar and a microphone, singing and strumming until I get something worthwhile isn't conscious enough because my mind still knows there's somebody engineering the recording session and my performance brain takes over and I make sure I don't sing or play anything embarrassing. The work has to be done alone and ahead of time. What do you think about that, Jeff? You're a songwriter. Um, how does that resonate with you? Uh, maybe a little too deep for me. Yeah. Maybe. I, I just don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I know I'm not alone in this, but I just don't. I just sometimes it's not a literal pen to paper, but sometimes you just got to put pen to paper and work I prefer writing. Yes, that's it. <laughs> that's it. And just let whatever come out, come out of you. Uh, Cause it's going to need to. Um, and I prefer writing based on like, sometimes I'll be, force myself to come up with a title, even if I don't like it. And then I'll write based on that title and be like, kind of just let uh-huh. the story tell itself in my brain. And then be like, well, how do I make that rhymey and how do I make that melodic and stuff? But a lot of what he's talking about is just higher level thinking that I'm like, I don't think yeah. about songs that way, dude. I just don't. Well, um, I, I I can respect it, though, for sure. But I also think I'm like, isn't this how people write songs? <laughs> like that, that was my first thing. I was like, I don't think most people just get at least the songwriters that I've met. Mm-hmm. They write their songs 
and then they bring at least a template or like a a skeleton to, to the recording, and then they start adding onto that. Like that's how I've always thought most yeah. songs. Were so written. I guess he, I guess what he's trying to say is I spoiled myself with the trio and us just jamming all the time, and that's how Continuum came about. And try for, you know, for the most part, I guess, um, exception of covers and stuff like yeah. that. But uh, uh, in in terms of this, he's going back to the basics of songwriting. Right. I guess. I guess so. So well, I've never had the luxury of doing it another way. Other that's than right. Just writing. Okay. So he continues. I'm going to keep reading because he he keeps going. <laughs> he keeps going on this. <laughs> oh man. He says undoing self consciousness and bridging into creative consciousness has been and is still a very daunting process. There's nothing new about the template. Guy puts everything he has into making music. Music rewards Guy with everything he has. Guy forgets how to make music like he used to. But there is a way to use all that music has given me to dig deeper than I have before. I'm glad I've had as many years playing guitar under my belt as I did before I became successful. And I'm glad I have the resources to do whatever it takes to stay focused in the place I know so well. It's easier to end the day and go to day early and go to dinner, but it gets nothing accomplished in the way of answering the question. And why are you taking up space here on earth again? I'm not saying I won't someday go through musical menopause. It's just not going to happen <laughs> yet. It's musical be- menopause. Yeah. Get out of here. 20- 2009, John. <laughs> Jeez. It's being a conscious composer. That's going to keep me relevant. And it's refraining from believing that I can jam for two months and make a record that's going to return the favor that success has given me. I feel, (laughs) I don't know, man. It's, um, I guess, and maybe I think you hit the nail on the head when you said he got maybe a little spoiled with the trio and they Mm -hmm. could just come in and jam and like figure out a song. And, um, vultures, for example, that, feels like it came straight out of a jam yeah straight out of it just a jam session well in repair um, written in a day right written in a day gravity feels like it came out of a jam, jam session like let's just do a really slow six eight yeah like in g or something sorry i'm talking like time signatures and stuff. that's okay um but uh yeah you can just you can kind of just sense where the jam comes from if you really pick apart the bones of his songs from continuum and try um I, so I see what he's where he's coming from, but some of these feel like jams still. Like Crossroads, you can see video of him and Steve <laughs> trying to figure out the beat for Crossroads, and they're just jamming, and they're like, oh, cool, here's what it is. Yeah. All right. You know? Uh, so, I mean, there's still jamming happening in this record, um, but I know what he's trying to say. I know yeah. what his goals are. Well, Jeff, I hate to interject here, but I have to take a pee-pee break. <laughs> That's okay. I, so- I was literally just thinking five <laughs> seconds ago, I wonder what's going to happen if we have to pee. <laughs> so let's let's take a break and we'll come right back. All right. So let's take a break. All right. All right. We're back. And we're back. And we're back from our break. <laughs> um. So we, <laughs> he he writes stuff like that, uh, and then something very interesting happens, Jeff. And I totally forgot about this. The Maircraft Carrier Two happens in March of this year. So he's writing. And there's a little blip on the Battle Studies Mid-Action Report website where he puts the first verse of Assassin. I remember that. I remember that very... I was still on my Super Mouth forum, and I remember them going, what's this? You know, like, what's this song? Yeah, and then... And it was the chorus of Assassin. Yeah, and he says, "Um, I'm going to play this on the boat. That's what he says. He was like, I'm I'm saying that so that I'll finish the song. 
Yeah. I'm playing on the boat. Will it into existence. And there's yeah. a there's a really rough obviously it's very rough when you record a live show and it's not the official audio, but there's a really rough recording of it of the acoustic assassin. Oh really? The, I, I think it's from the Mayorcraft. Okay. Um but uh, yeah, you can hear that and uh figure out Man. I don't think there's still an official tab that's gotten it right completely yet. It's a very weird song. It is weird. <laughs> so, and we'll talk like, about it when we do our track, wise, track. It's very weird, yeah. But like um Man, I wish I would have went to Marycraft Carrier. I either one of them. I yeah. I remember when it came out and I was um we were married maybe 3 or 4 years, I think. That would have been we, great for you guys, yeah. Yeah, but with this one we had a daughter already. We had a 1-year-old. So that was going to be an issue. It was like what do we do? Oh, with, yeah. You know, could have left her with grandparents or something, but I just I look back on that and I was like, "Man, we could have made that work." Like we pro- we had the resources to make it work I, at that point. I definitely could have done that. I don't whatever. Uh cruises now um <laughs> something about those are kind of like I feel like I'd get stir crazy in a yeah. cruise. I've been Maybe on a cruise. 2009 me wouldn't at all. Yeah. 2009 Jeff would be totally down. Let's do it the, tomorrow. The, the thing uh, about but cruises me now man. I'm like uh, oh god. Don't even think about the pandemic. Oh, don't even think about yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. But imagine there wasn't coronavirus. Me now, I would be too anxious. You think being so? Stranded out there, just surrounded by water, <laughs> with nowhere to go. I'm gonna go to Chipotle. Nope, can't. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> but you can, Jeff, so... eat anytime you want to, for free. Uh, that, that sounds even worse. <laughs> no, dude, it's the best. You want some ice cream? Go eat something. You want a uh, cake? You want a piece of pie? You want a hamburger? You want uh, some pizza? It's, it's so you've a, done a cruise though. I've so done a cruise. Like I did one cruise. It. I did one cruise. We did our honeymoon cruise. Jeff, if if you, I, I uh, have a tendency, and it's really bad that I can like get my worth from food. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, and food becomes kind of an idol to me. Like, it's like, oh, that's going to fulfill me. So, like, on a cruise, man, it's just like gluttony. Yeah. It's just, I just eat anytime. I'm hungry. Oh, I'm kind of bored. I'm going to go look at the buffet. Yeah. And just go. And you just go eat. Just go grab something to eat. If you, even I if it's just like. I 100% have to bring my guitar in that type of environment just to <laughs> write music. I yeah. Have to force myself to write music. This is the only environment I have uh, to force myself to do it. So. Anyway, Mayorcraft Carrier happens, and then he continues to write. And if you get a chance out there, go look at all the entries on this um, on this website because it's just so There's interesting. Lot. There's a lot. He even talks about at one point the logo, and it's this nice script logo that he had come up with. And but it doesn't even make the album. The album is super plain, right? Yeah, like the album is um, almost corporate feeling. It is. It's uh, very. It feels very Columbia, and uh, yeah, Columbia in huge letters, <laughs> right on the on the uh, <laughs> on the the actual CD, um, and uh, it's just a picture of him, you know, with the the John Mayer two thousand nine hair, right? Like that's that's what mm-hmm. his hair looked like back then, and it's all big. And um, what is he wearing? Like a like a robe? Is he wearing a robe? I kind of just realizing that he's wearing a robe <laughs> on this album cover. <laughs> I don't think I've ever realized. Well, I thought that. it was a jacket, dude. This whole time, is I've it a jacket? Like, oh, that's a jacket. That's what something. I thought too. Is it a jacket or is it a robe? Please tell me this is not a robe. 
It looks like a jacket to me. Okay, maybe it's a jacket. I'm looking at a just ti- the sleeve. Judging from picture. the sleeve material, I'm looking at. God, a t- I hope it's. I hope it's not some <laughs> monk robe. Goodness. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to look at it. I'm looking at the small printout of the Wikipedia article, and that's why I'm like, oh, um, is that a robe? That would be hilarious. Uh, so, go read about it. A lot of cool. Um, there's no videos on that page anymore because they were all Flash. Like I was trying to play the videos, and it was like Flash is not enabled. Update your Flash player. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I hated Flash so much. Yeah, same. Um, but they are on YouTube. You can go find them. There's cool videos of just kind of little behind the scenes stuff. Them building the uh, the recording studio. Again, a few like little um, clips and stuff of him just fooling around on guitar, him and Steve Jordan playing, uh, him doing, what was the the thing I sent you yesterday, Jeff? Um, uh, of him melding the three songs together into one song. Billy Jean is yeah. not my one back down yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a funny clip of him putting three songs together all in the same key and like, you know, I guess it's a songwriting yeah. exercise of some kind is what he said. I just think he's being stupid. But like he is being silly, but at the same time, he's like making up so many unique melodies to yeah. a basic four chord structure that you could just easily write up, make up your own lyrics. Yes. And then be like, OK, cool. I have an original song suddenly. Boom. That's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. I think we've talked uh, enough about like the making of it. Um, and it seems like he was just like overall big picture. He's trying to deconstruct how he makes a record and he's trying to move forward from continuum to make something that's not continuum. And, um, is he successful? I guess I would say, yeah, I guess Um, it's not continuum, but it's also, there's, there's a lot of continuum adjacent stuff happening here. I could see that. It's very, there's very much a heavy trio involvement in this album. Mm -hmm. Uh, in the drums and the bass you could tell so i mean that's that's where it sounds like continuum to me and some of the songs rhythmically speaking don't Mm -hmm. venture too far outside of his usual tempo yeah for me to go this is totally different than continuum yeah 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 um all right so let's jump into track by track and then even just talk overall um this is a breakup album I mean, am I wrong is in it? saying that? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It starts with Heartbreak Warfare. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just joking. Of course, it's a breakup. Oh yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. He's going through some stuff, man. And um. Yeah. I guess. I guess it, it has a certain. There's definitely a punctuation at the end of the, the album. You know. Yeah. Sure, it's an ultimatum. But uh, yeah, it definitely starts with. Uh, like this is what the album's about. Like Heartbreak yeah. Warfare is the anthem for the entire thing. Yeah. There are let's see here. One, two, th- possibly three non love songs on this album. One of them is Crossroads, which is a cover. So you would say two original songs, but even those could be deemed love songs. Mm-hmm. I would say who says in war of my life Th- those could be deemed love songs they don't have to be but um, or breakup songs or whatever you want to call them um, whereas like in continuum and heavier things and in room for squares there's a lot of songs on those that are not about relationships or love not at all they're, yeah. they're introspective or they're just about bigger picture ideas um, and and I was, I was I was thinking about that today that may be why I don't 
gravitate toward this album as much. What mm-hmm. I loved, I love the the love and the heartbreak stuff from John. But there's a part of me that really likes the like what I like about him is that not every song he writes is about love or about a relationship. Some of or yeah, about some of his best ones are not love songs. <laughs> yeah, like three by five. Yeah, and, uh, it's like and and um, and something's missing. And right? he, I mean, and he gets pe- not love songs at all. Yeah, he gets pegged as the love song guy, right? Like, oh, he gets yeah. pegged as the Your Body is a Wonderland guy. And he's not, but this album is just full of it. <laughs> yeah. It's full of The love only thing stuff. that isn't, to me, it's not, is Who Says. Yeah. That's more of like a philosophical yeah. kind of song. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, not not as, as deep as Stop This Train. Right. But who, I mean, yeah. just, do, just do what you want. Do, do what you want. Do yeah. what your heart yeah, yeah. So desires. That's, that's more right. or less what Who Says is. But yeah, you're right, dude. This one is maybe that's also why I don't gravitate towards this one a whole lot is because it may some of the lovey stuff is a little too. It's like one heavy handed song after another yeah. at, at times. Um, maybe not with Heartbreak Warfare, but like all we ever do is say goodbye. Pretty heavy handed. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you know exactly what he's saying because he says the title 18 <laughs> times in the song. <laughs> The war of my life is very heavy-handed. Yeah. It's, it's almost like New Deep minus the cheekiness. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I, it kind of wears out the concept of it. Wears I, out its welcome a I, little bit. I think that's probably as of yesterday and today. That's where I was. I think I'm coming from. That's where I think it doesn't resonate as much with me. Yeah. And to be honest, I haven't experienced heartbreak in a big sense. I've had relationships that have not lasted, but I feel yeah. like I've never experienced. This kind I have, of, but it's been like uh, so long, dude. It's been yeah. so long. It's yeah. like somebody break my heart so I can write a love song about yeah. it. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's jump in track by track, and yeah. we we begin with Heartbreak Warfare. By the way, before we get into the song, what do you think of the heart logo of Heartbreak Warfare? Do you like? Oh, it? with the lightning strike yeah. and playing off the first uh, verse there. Yeah. I, I think it's pretty brilliant, honestly. I love it. I love that. Should have been. No, nah, I can't say it should have been on the album cover. I don't know if it was on the single cover, if, even if there was a single cover. I think cover. it was on the single cover, and it's oh, okay. actually on the – if you look at the CD, there's mm-hmm. three symbols at the top. <coughs> there's like yeah, a, one a of microphone. The, one of that. them is the heart. Yeah, I really did like the heart. I actually have the Battle Studies tour shirt that has yeah. the big red heart on the front. It's a that. cool logo, dude. It is and a cool he, logo. he liked it enough to put it on a guitar, yeah. too. And I'm pretty sure... Does he still play it? I don't, I don't even know if he still plays it. I don't think he plays it anymore, but... Yeah, it's like um, a cer- of a certain era, Well, it's I like guess, Tri. It's like the Tri yeah. guitar, you know? It's like... He works them uh, out. He works those guitars out in phases, I guess. Yeah. But it's... uh, Yeah, dude, this song is great. Uh, this is a great opener. Mm-hmm. Um, the U2-esque guitar sound mm-hmm. at the beginning where he's using that delay and... The tremolo bar, you know, to to make it kind of ring out. Um, I don't and, see uh, him using that. He plays it in storytellers. I don't see him using it. Really? I he's see just it going when he like plays that. It. He's just going like that to. I've always move the, to hit the string the, a little bit. Oh, I, he's hitting I, the string. I thought he used a tremolo bar, dun, 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 and then he hits. It no, he's dun, using dun, his dun, he's dun, using dun, his dun. finger to go to oh, play the string again to make just the, making to that make up. Have I not seen him do that? I don't think he, I think he does the what Stevie Ray uses a tremolo bar. I don't think John has ever used one. That's so weird. Now that I think back on it, I don't think he's ever used one. Well, I need to go look at that. Email us if you know for sure, but um I need to go look. Jeff Unless Pro- it's yeah. like a a clear one. It could be like one of those weird things where it's like I just don't I like the way it looks using and, the tremolo bar. But um anyway, it, to me it looks like he's just hitting the string hitting again the to make it vibrate to yeah. make it 
to make the echo continue, but not a full strum. Heartbreak yeah. warfare. I'm looking this up. <laughs> we're we're looking this up. playing. <laughs> Let's see here. I'm not going to oh, look it up. Man. This is going to take too long to do. Uh, Heartbreak warfare live. Storytellers. Live. I'm just looking up storytellers. That's all I'm doing right now. Heartbreak Warfare uh, live on Letterman. That's that's what I'm going to look up right now. Uh, and there's an ad for a video game. <laughs> you might be right. He might be having it in his palm there, and I don't see I think it he just hits it. Like, I feel like he just hits it. That's the only time he's doing it. He's, he's hitting that dang tremolo bar. I may, I may be making this up. I really may be making this up. You're right. There's the, there's the tremolo. It's right there. That's what he's doing. He's hitting the tremolo. Yeah, that's what he does, right? Like, I'm not... But he's hitting it like... He you just hits it to make it he, echo. He just hits it. Yeah, it's so cool. It's such a cool. Uh, yeah, that's thing what to he do. does. Okay. But yeah, I just can't. Sorry, VH1 storytellers didn't come in HD. <laughs> <laughs> On the di- yeah, that's like disc. that's like the only time you've seen this seen the seen it live because you've watched yeah, that so many I've, times. Yeah, every every live show I go to, yeah. I'm like, I hope he plays Heartbreak Warfare during this one. Nope. Oh, he played it at ours. <laughs> he played it at ours at my show. Yeah. Okay, jerk. So jerk, anyway, please. I'm just saying. And <laughs> so three by jealous. five, by the way. He played three by five. Oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. That's great. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> but you got clarity. You got clarity, though. I did. Yeah. I did get clarity. Um, also, the song clarity. But I did get clarity. Uh, <laughs> so again, this sets the tone for the theme of the album. This is going to be a heartbreak album. This is going to be a breakup album. And um, you know the, it's clever. Uh, the whole theme of this song is very clever. Com- you know, comparing war to like you being at war with someone where a relationship is just deteriorated to the point where you're just like, it's like post slow dancing in a burning room. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like this yeah, is what happens much... after slow dancing in the burning room and you don't leave. Like yeah. that's happening. And then you stay in the relationship. You don't break up. This is what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I feel like this is uh, well past the point of, Maybe we'll stay together if that's not abundantly clear from the next track. Yeah. But I, and this is like at the point where it's more about, uh, you can kind of point at, um, uh, war of my life for this. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, it's more about inner turmoil of how you come to terms with where you're at with the relationship ending. Yeah. Yourself, not so much with the other person. Uh, yeah, there's not so much a question of, is this going to keep going? Yeah, at like, least not through this album. Yeah. Who's gonna Who's gonna break up first? Who's gonna yeah. Who's gonna leave first? That's and you're just you're throwing bombs, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I, the line where he says, "Dream of ways to make you understand my pain." Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it's like him. How can I hurt you to make you understand how much I hurt? Yeah, right. What's how can I hurt you deeply? And with the people we love, we know how to hurt them, right? The people we know very well, we know what to say in order to really hurt them. Um, Mm -hmm. And sometimes we do it intentionally. Sometimes it's like, I know what I'm saying right now. I know this is going to hurt you really bad. And I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to anyway. And, um, and, uh, that's where they're at, right? Like that's where this, this relationship is at. Um, I love the second verse. It's just my favorite. It's just my favorite way to say what he said. You know what I mean? In, in a song where you have to rhyme it. Uh-huh. But the drop his name, push it in, twist the knife again, yeah. watch my face as I yeah. pretend to feel no pain. Even though he rhymed pain twice between the two verses. 
whatever that's fine yeah um i still love the way that this flowed this flowed so good it's a good it has a good uh cadence to it like the way the and actually like every like when he got to the pretend to feel no pain part i was like oh like it was like one of those even though he wasn't dissing anybody (laughs) it was like one of those oh snap like it just yeah it felt it's it's just so it was brilliant it's brilliantly written in my opinion yeah it's great i mean um we all have pretended to not be offended or to not be hurt by somebody else's words or what they're doing, you know, and he's hiding it. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, it's, um, this is a great, I, I love this song. It's, it jams, man. Yeah, dude, uh, it's a good jam. The bass lick from the bridge into verse three, bing, ding, 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 bang, and then it hits verse three. Yeah, uh, oh, I love man. that part. Oh, and he's just riding that tremolo like yeah. we have so accurately observed this episode. <laughs> he's just riding that tremolo. And yeah. then he has the extra guitar come in, the extra rhythm guitar, just hit that A. Right, just um, let it ring. Yeah. yeah, just let it ring, and that adds so much to it, dude. Mm-hmm. So much to where the tension is going in the song. Uh, I yeah I love the verse. Uh, it's I guess it's more of a bridge, right? Or how come the only way to know how high? Yeah, you, I guess yeah, there's like a key the change bridge, there. Yeah. How come the only way to know how high you get me and see how far I fall is such? What a great line, dude! This is just this this track is full of great lines. On top of it just being an mm-hmm. actual absolute jam. Yeah. Um, even though he doesn't really solo in it that much because he's he's busy with the tremolo right. stuff. I yeah. guess. I don't know. Maybe does he switch guitars in this one? No, he doesn't. I right? don't know. Not live, at least. But yeah, um, no. You might I don't be thinking think of just Queen of California, where he just switches in the middle and goes, "All right, I'm going to solo now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think he does. But um, I like it, man. And uh, when I first got the album and this started it, I was like, "Okay, I like where this is going." And then mm-hmm. it just kind of it didn't really get much better, in my opinion. Yeah. There's some really good songs, but. Um, it Some does. of his best ever are in this album, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, I can uh, see especially that. one in particular, which is later on. Yeah, um, but it's the stuff in between the best that you're like, oh, this doesn't really measure up that's at all. Thing, in my a, opinion, in my opinion, that's that's me too. Um, there are f- yes, I think there's some really awesome songs on here, but that's it. Like, there's either really good one, and then the rest of them just kind of like, yeah, that's that's fine. Um, yeah. Whereas like. On Continuum, like I said, it's just like every song you're like, oh my gosh, that was so good. Oh my gosh, that was so good. There so are just... songs that are skippable here only because they're okay. Yeah. And that's that's not even bad. Yeah. Bad songs are just like, I don't know. I guess you would skip those two, technically. <laughs> but those at least evoke an emotion out of you. Right. You know right, what I mean? Where right. you're like, oh God. But this is just like, eh, all right, I'm just not in the mood for yeah. an okay song. I just want to keep listening to the good ones, the really good ones. So anything else for Heartbreak Warfare you got? Uh, no, I just really yeah. love it. And yeah. it's, it's just a, just a brilliant way to open the entire thing with mm-hmm. the sound of an orchestra preparing to play the, yes. I guess the, for war or whatever to <laughs> score over the heartbreak warfare. Right. That was, so, that is a cool, that was like, really cool. Yeah, those first few seconds where you kind of, yeah. hear the, the orchestra's start. warming up. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That is cool. Um, all right. So next we move into all we ever do is say goodbye. There's not much to this song, in my opinion. It, it, so, and, and there are people that love it. Dude, dude, I've <laughs> talked to so many people that love this song. And there's just not much to it, in, it for me. So here's what – here. let me – is it just me or does the acoustic guitar not sound that good on this song? On this song? 
I was. I don't. I never go um, go back and listen to it. Never thought of that. Go back and listen to it, and I was like, I don't know. It just doesn't sound. I feel like they did something to it to make it sound intentionally. Obviously, Hmm. it's intentionally sounding the way it's supposed to sound, right? But it to me, I'm like, it just kind of turns me off just the the tone of the acoustic guitar. But there was something about this song. I was like, there's something about the song. There wasn't really anything tonally that I was. kind of put off by well the song. there was something Other about than it sounding generic musically speaking. well let me tell you i couldn't Again, my opinion everybody's gonna yeah. come after me for this episode i swear and you probably <laughs> no no no. I, I just i couldn't pinpoint what it was about the song it's tuned down it's tuned down a half step to e flat is it yes huh and i could tell like i was like there's something weird i was like i don't i, I cannot to, i cannot that chorus pinpoint. has to be all high notes <laughs> has to be all high notes man so guitars have the reason why he did that probably it's in it's in e flat he's playing it in e but it's in e flat right so it's in e flat but um you know i I agree with you man the harmonies and the chorus are good i think uh i like the bridge key chain the guitars the guitar solo is fine it's it's interesting kind of but the ending man it's just so repetitive at the end Uh, yeah you mentioned when he's when he like does the first run of oh we have it yeah god i don't even like that melody it hits my ear wrong it just (laughs) his tone of voice in that melody and the Uh melody itself when i do it i don't like yeah i don't even like the i just don't like the melody it's unfortunately um and if he were saying any other words like if they were more poignant about saying goodbye i would love it probably Mm -hmm. um even if it were the same melody um this is this is a track but but when he for me, it is too, and I, it's a real bummer to say that. Even though I don't dislike the song, yeah. I don't dislike full on any of his songs, really. Even "Do You Know Me" when we get there, right? Um, but uh, uh, this one, it's so repetitive to the point where when he starts to do a second run of the chorus, <laughs> he backs it up with himself just singing. <laughs> the same All we thing. ever do is say goodbye lower. <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> like, man, John is feeling this song. More than I no, am. All you ever do is say goodbye, John, on this song. That's all you ever do. All I ever do yeah. is sing. All I ever do yeah, is say goodbye. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's so funny that you mentioned that. I, like, to add, because it would be too repetitive, I'm going to add something of me saying the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Just a it's little like bit It's like retweeting lower. yourself and going, good point. <laughs> It's like when people like their status on Facebook. Yes. <laughs> John Mayer. All we ever do is say yeah. goodbye. John Mayer liked this. Yeah. <laughs> and he's the only one. There's only one like on it because you see. There are people that genuinely love this song. Yeah. So um, I feel bad for kind of having fun here. Oh, but, my uh, gosh. It, uh, come on. I, I don't you know. Have... The lyrics just don't. Just, just don't. The lyrics are too. I don't know. I feel like I could have written these lyrics. And I don't. <laughs> I don't even take myself to be a serious lyricist, but yeah. I take John to be one. Right. So, like, for this song, I was just kind of like, this is like a lesser wheel. I feel like wheel did the goodbye thing better. Except well, the wheel was cyclical, so there was more to just goodbye. In, in the Battle Studies Mid-Action Report, he basically just says, like, he's, he's just putting stuff. It's almost like he's just, he knows he can't live up to Continuum again. Mm-hmm. And he's like, good or bad, I'm just going to write songs. Um, and it doesn't sound like not that it sounds like he overthought it to the point of it sounds like he overthought not overthinking it 
Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. He yeah, kind of yeah. got in his own way a little bit. And even he admits that this album isn't his favorite uh, by this yeah. point. Well, and I think he said that somewhere. Here's the thing. We understand. We don't want continuum part two. I, I want no, artists no. to evolve. Okay. I mean, look at Born and Raised. That's. Yeah. That's, if anything. Yeah. You could be like. You could do that. That's that, what you should have done. Yes. So that that's exactly it. To you know, it's almost like he threw the baby out with the bathwater, right? It's like mm-hmm. just you can use the the uh, the tools. I've never heard that expression before, by the way. So I'm like, d- are you visually, serious? You've never I'm heard that phrase before. Throw the baby out with the bathwater. You've never. Why heard would you that do before? that? Why would you throw the baby out with the bathwater? <laughs> I don't even know where the phrase comes Perfectly from. Perfectly good bathwater. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But the the idea is is that right like, okay, I want to deconstruct, so I'm going to get rid of everything, even what works, right? Mm-hmm. You have a process that works, John. Keep with the pro, do it again. Now that doesn't mean you have to make the same sounding, the same, uh, the the same album that sounds just like Continuum. But use the process. If the process worked, do it. You know what I mean? And um, I'll tell you. Going back to my other love, Metallica, they strayed from the process on a couple of albums and it did not work. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. just keep the, you got the process. I'll tell you what what makes you work as a band. Yeah. You know what it does. You've done it for seven albums. So and then like you don't do it for eight because we're going to we're going to we got to change things up here because and then you change it up. And it's like, that's not you. Like, do you yeah. you do you. You do you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um but anyway, all that to say is I feel like I feel like that's what this that's what this album struggles with is that maybe he was well, like, I, was, oh, I want I to was, change uh, everything up and to your point, I'm gonna add that uh it's like he overanalyzed the wrong thing. Like, mm-hmm. no, your process works, just seek different influences or something. Get inspired yeah. by something different. Yeah. Other than other than just going, well, we need to deconstruct the recording print. No, you got that part down, dude. You're good. Yeah, you got the You're recording good, process down. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> just watch weird movies or something. Get influenced by something that you didn't expect to. Right. It, it, even if you have to seek it out, that's not forcing it. It's just saying, all right. No, yeah. I'm gonna, you know, I mean, or that's, decide that's what I do. when I'm when I'm in a rut. I'm like, I'm gonna watch some watch a movie or something or, or listen to yeah. music I've never even explored before or a genre I've never explored before, and I go down that path and then right. I, you know, write ideas that I. You can write love songs that way. You can still stay with this topic, this genre, or this uh, whatever theme, but just make it different, you know. I right. Know, I mean. Whatever, musically Exactly. Speaking. You could say, hey, you know what? I want to write a folky acoustic album. Mm-hmm. And that's what he did with Born and Raised, right? Like, yeah. I want to write just that. Took, and this was just a, a little bit of a misstep, even in his... I guess technically outside of his career as well. Right. He got there. He got he there. He did get it's there. And again, we there. don't want to totally trash this album. I listened to it in its entirety yeah. multiple times. And it's like, man, this is, I liked oh, it. Oh, dude, like, me it too. It it's good. one of the ones too where like I go, you know what? I don't think I've listened to that in a while. And yeah. then I put it on and I'm like, yeah. But of course, because that's track one. That's me going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second one, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, yeah. All I right. I really like everything on this. The... Country song, Half of My Heart. We'll call it yeah. country because it's, you know, it's kind of a pseudo, country song. Yeah. Pseudo yeah. country, yeah. It was clearly meant for a broader audience. Right. Uh, but I don't think that was intent. I don't know that that was intentional if he was going to be like, I'm going to do a crossover thing. Yeah. I'm try a crossover thing. It was a little bit. I, you know, yeah. it's the country song on the album, definitely, mm-hmm. but it's not a country song. But I don't, um, people don't like this. There's people out there that really don't like this song. Really? I, re- I, I really like this song. 
I like I'm it. I'm gonna come out. I'm gonna come out as an uh, you know an admirer of this song. Uh, it's definitely not a skippable track. What do you like I about love, it? I, I really like the melody, and I love uh, I love the lyrical kind of like uh, exercises that he does. Mm-hmm. With half of my heart does this, half of my heart does that. Yes. And there's a lot of metaphors in there too that are really fun and playful. Um, even though he's <laughs> he's flat out saying I'm a horrible lover, and he's having Taylor Swift of all people sing on it, <laughs> who would not sing on this song now, not because of whatever she experienced with John, but as a person she wouldn't sing right. on this song now because of lyrical contents. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I just love the uh, I love the metaphor, especially with the uh, half of my heart's got a real good imagination, half of my heart's got you. Uh, right mind to tell you that half my heart won't do that's such a great line dude that's so good yeah half my heart is a shotgun wedding to the with a, to a bride with a paper ring um these are great lines even though it's like framing him as a terrible lover it's they're great lines he's played half of my heart 207 times he must have played it a lot just on around that those years where yeah. he released it yeah and it was single. Yeah. Single material. Um, I, I'm with you, man. I, I actually like this song. Uh, it's simple. Like, I mean, it's a very simple, mm-hmm. simple song, but it's, it works. The structure doesn't, uh, not the structure, the chords don't change really at all. Right. Like the verse and the chorus are like almost like one, just one straight yep. line. Yep. And then you yep. get to the bridge and it's a great bridge. That's yeah. what makes a great bridge. It takes you to a right. totally different musical place. I even think it. I think changing keys in the bridge is like a pattern on this album. Mm-hmm. He's just like, you know what? Just gonna change the key. Uh, <laughs> but it's really cool. Um, yeah, I really dig this track, dude. It's just a good track. I I wish Taylor Swift had more prominence in this song Same. than just in the bridge. During the chorus, I know it's her singing in the chorus, but Same you here. almost can't tell like it's her. Like their their voices are too good together. That's why it's I like, think they yeah. just blend. So they're both airy singers, it's, and they just yes. sound. It, like they're doing each other's harmony. That's what I was going to say is like you could if you didn't know Taylor Swift was singing, you might think it's John just doing the harmony. Yeah, because it's not that it's not she's like an alto uh range-wise, mm-hmm. I guess. So it's not that high yeah. for 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 a woman or even a dude. Yeah. Uh so I mean it's it's half, half of my half of my whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> so I guess that's the prime melody. It's not that high. Dude. Well, she's it's, lower. Find it she right does now it lower. With my ear. I think she does. She do it lower. I think she's a lower harmony. That's weird. That's a weird choice. <laughs> it's it's huh. um, it's it, it sounds yeah. really good and clean. Like it does sound clean. So yeah. good. But, their, their voices sound really good together. Honestly, but like I said, it just you know. Other than the bridge of her, I wish there was like maybe she did a verse or something like they, you know what I mean? Like she would have been cool. It would have been better as a duet, especially to make this the person singing John make him look better. Yes, because otherwise it just makes him look like I'm a horrible person, right? And she can't stop loving him for some reason anyway. <laughs> well, the line you know? "Half of my heart is the part of me who's never truly loved anything." Yeah, man, that's like that's a strong line, and it's yeah. it's sad. Um. The song's not sad. Like the song, the feeling of the song is not sad. Oh no, it's an upbeat. You yeah. could sell this. You could sell this now. Yeah. To a, but, to but a it's, but country, it's, whatever. But it's a sad Americana sentiment, place, yeah. right? Like it's actually a very sad sentiment. It is. Um, 
but I, I do I do like it. I, I like the song. I mean, there's not much to say about it, in my opinion. It's just it's a good song. It's got catchy lyrics, clever. Um, just like like you said, I think the way he goes back and forth from he, the good half of his heart and the crappy part of his heart, right? Um, and uh, anyway, yeah, I thought it was good. He did it as an ode. So he says on uh, in an interview with I think MTV or something. Uh-huh. He said that this idea wouldn't leave his head for three days straight called Half of My Heart, and he wanted to do something like uh, Fleetwood Mac. Yes, I remember reading that. Yeah. So he was like, well, Taylor Swift's not going to go anywhere for a while, so I might as well have her sing on this because she's got a, kind of a Stevie Nicks thing mm-hmm. going on in contrast to his Tom Petty nature. Mm-hmm. And this is not the only Tom Petty-ish sound alike on the record. I mean, there's a perfectly lonely sounds way more like tom petty than this one does yeah but he he wanted that kind of right contrast stevie nicks to his tom petty that's that was his deal yeah yeah um well let's move on then to yeah who says this is uh one of my favorite ones on the record it might be like number two or three for me it's really high up two minutes and 55 seconds long it's short man you really don't need to add much else to it yeah (laughs) in my opinion uh I just noticed the one, two, three at the beginning. Yeah. And it, 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 is it John saying it? It doesn't sound like John to me. I don't know who it is. <laughs> it might be Steve because yeah. he's already brushing the drums. Right. He's already that <laughs> brush on the on the snare is just yeah. It's there the whole time mm-hmm. until I guess maybe like verse three. This might be like too. Uh, it might be too uh, similar of a beat to stop this train it's, i mean it is finger pick wise it is stop this train it's stop this train reminiscent i mean the drums yeah the the p- finger picking the chords are like i might have mentioned this before the chords are basically the same as on the way home not on the way home i did this last time too <laughs> rolling on home rolling on home the other one with home in it <laughs> home life no not home life. uh <laughs> that one's too that one's a whole step down um but uh yeah, the rolling on home one is like the same chord progression. It's like the I just play the bass notes in my head, and I'm like, oh, it's the same same thing. So, uh, but uh, I love I love this song, dude. I I, I know it's um, he's kind of again outing himself as like a player. He does it a lot on this record, mm-hmm. but it's uh, um, some of this is applicable to everybody though. Yes, the, the language that he's using here with the. He definitely is kind of alluding to that, but it doesn't have to be. It can all be metaphor for just could be. Don't have to live up to anyone's standards but my own. Yeah. And I'm allowed to fail a little bit. I'm allowed to mess up. And um I should be allowed to mess up. Um that's why I'm gonna go to Japan. Like nobody can tell me what to do over there. You know what I mean? It doesn't like even the, matter. I could just buy a ticket and not go. Yeah. Because who yeah. is stopping me from doing that if I have the ability to right. do that? Like who cares? Yeah, that's me. I'm doing. This is literally yeah. I do me. This I do song. Me. Yeah, <laughs> and I love, love, love the lyric. It's been a long time since 22, and mm-hmm. I think he introed it somewhere, and I was there, and uh, he said, "It. I mean, it just hasn't it just been a long freaking time since 22." <laughs> well, and the cool thing, <laughs> except he didn't say freaking out. Think, and he's and everyone was just like, "Yeah, dude!" Like even those of us that were like 25 or whatever, mm-hmm. however old we were at the time, it was like, "Yeah, dude!" It really freaking ha- like well, especially even now, even those geez, of us man. who have who had been with him since then, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. We could look back and be like, yeah, that has been a long time since Room for Squares. Yeah. Lots changed, you know, and um uh oh man, I forgot what I was gonna say. I was gonna say oh, something. I'm sorry about that. I was gonna say something super poignant. I went I no, go off track sometimes. No, it'll, dude, it'll, it wasn't it'll your totally fault. Destroy your it wasn't of it wasn't your fault. Um oh I will stop. Th- I know what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, I know what I was gonna say. Every artist has to have a song where they can throw in the name of the city that they're playing in during the tour. Yes. <laughs> this is a brilliant way to do that. It's great. Is so yeah. brilliant. So he, you know, wherever he's at, he'll say, you know, in, uh, da- instead in of Dallas to, two or Houston oh, man. two or whatever. It better be a, better be a two syllable city, man. Cause if That's it's right. like Minneapolis, <laughs> yeah, Minneapolis, not Minneapolis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's been a long night in Minneapolis too. It just sounds weird. <laughs> yeah. So I'm saying, um, so next Connectedy, New York to <laughs> <laughs> He would never go there, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh but it's oh, cool man. there is Austin in there, which is, you know, Texas represent. Yeah, I'm glad that's that Texas one's in there. adjacent. Well not adjacent. Um, it is Texas. Uh, <laughs> neither of us It's Texas clo- adjacent. No, it's adjacent yeah. to us, to our cities. Yeah. In Texas. yeah, that's what it is. I know that's yeah. what you were trying to say. Uh Neither of us live there, though. It's no. kind of weird. It's kind of um, weird how that panned out. We both love music, but don't live there. No, that's that's an expensive city to live in. It is. Um, it's true. So I need more of the piano, man. I love the piano uh, the stuff The piano in this. part is just, it's so reserved and like, that just, uh, I, I want this more is of what it. Made I me, want more of it. As a writer, this is, this is the type of song that makes me want to do simple piano parts like that in almost every song I do, because mm-hmm. when I record my stuff at home by myself it's just me and an acoustic guitar and i have a piano too so when i record when i lay down a new idea on like garage band and it's always just going to be an acoustic track because i don't want to mess with drums yeah i want a drummer to do drums i don't want to mess with that and put a drum idea in my head um but piano i'll always just be like simple one note things and uh-huh. songs like this are the ones that i point to be like i want to do something like that that's how effective it can be to yeah. just do one note things at a time so good yeah this is a great this is one of my wife's favorite songs she loves this song um you know we didn't even talk about the whole stoned part and that's not the point no that's the thing is people were like oh he's talking about getting stoned it's a marijuana song that's not the point of the song the point Mm -hmm. of the song is that the vices that he has or that people have you know in a sense let them have them I, mm-hmm. I don't know kind of i don't know but you know i always took that as that's not the point of the song isn't like a pro weed song like that's not the point no of it, it's know? just a really good line yeah um and and obviously people like it i mean yeah he still plays it regularly yeah. he still plays this is probably the most played one from battle studies <laughs> oh yeah because i mean it went from even if he was like uh because you know edge of desire was one of those things where he didn't play it for a little bit, and then he came back on tour and doesn't stop playing it now. Um, but who says it's one of those things where, like, regardless of era, he's like, well, cool, this fits Wildfire, too. You know, like, this <laughs> fits Queen of California. You can play this in any era of John, and mm-hmm. it fits. Yep, I love it. I love it. Perfectly Lonely. <laughs> yeah. It's a yeah. decent yeah, song. Man. It's decent. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, I like I, this song, it's man. just it's decent. Um, it's a little too sound alike for me, like because I know it's going for a Tom Petty thing. Uh, it's a blues rock. Yeah, straightforward. 
Very straightforward. Uh, I like verse two of this song a lot. Uh, I know some people don't like it. Um, hold on, let me go look it up because now I have to look it up. I see my friends around yes. from town to town. I, th- uh, I, think I don't know why I'm making it. I'm I, making it sound like Brad Paisley sings it. He's back. Brad's he's back. back. Yeah. Um, I think I, I just like it. I think it's so funny. Um, yeah. When the ladies let us slip away, and some people are like, "Oh, well, that's." They don't like the way the, that feels with, you know, oh, husbands and wives. Yeah. But it's true, man. Like, those of us who are married, we get it. Like, we understand that um, we can't just go out and hang out with our buddies all the time. Like, that's not that's Yeah, not it depends on uh, – depends on the – I mean, that's the relationship dependent. It really depends on who's in the relationship with who and yeah. the dynamic of it. Yes. Because it's not everybody that's like, well, i got to ask the missus. Some yeah. of them just live independently. Right. And that's they true. Just do what that's they definitely want. true. But um, I just think I think it's hilarious. Like I I, I like that line. It's, yeah. it's funny to me. You know, um, I the pre-chorus is a killer for me. Like it absolutely is awesome. Uh, just the melody be, of it. The, the yeah the falsettos. Yeah. Simple little kind of free. It just the cadence of that just flows so good. And then you get to the chorus and he's just perfectly lonely. <laughs> that's it. That's it, bro. <laughs> that's all you got i don't hate i don't hate the chorus i like it actually yeah. uh it's just uh i it was a heck of a build-up and then the chorus would just didn't match the build-up in I, my opinion i love but. the main riff i'm a, as many people know i'm a sucker for riffs for yeah i like it i love i love when riffs take identities of their own like that yeah yeah it's it's really really good um this is reminiscent of a of a continuum type oh yeah that's what i that's what i wrote too like this could be a continuum this could have been a continuum song, but I think it would have fit there. But it, honestly, this is a skipper for me too, though. Yeah, I actually st- I don't mind listening to this, especially because I am somebody who's consciously single. Oh, okay, there <laughs> and you go. this is a song that's basically like, yeah, it's fine to be yeah, alone. It's okay. You don't have to be with anybody. And this isn't even saying I'm going to go date around. This is just saying I'm just going to be yeah. by myself. Who cares? I'm going to go home. Who says I can't yeah. be alone? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not looking for a relationship right now. I'm going to be just fine. I'm going to be fine by myself. Yeah. And even in the bridge, I, I love that he even says, cause this is how I feel Yeah, about being single is like, I mean, it's not like I won't pick things back up again sometime soon, but you know, I'll, I'll definitely be grateful of these single days that mm-hmm. I have when I do find something right worth, you know, said quote unquote settling down for, for lack of a better. Right colloquialism i guess i don't know <clears throat> sweet yeah well, it's a that, decent song it's though. fine you know yeah like i said I, I i sometimes skip it um but it's good i like the solo it's all chorused out um you know it's got like it's kind of like got that um uh, it's just got a lot of chorus on it so uh mm-hmm. it's good though assassin dude Dude, anytime I start with "dude," you know I like the song. I love the song. I don't know why <laughs> this people song don't, people is so musically. It's so good. So do you know what? There's so much going on in this. You know what's playing at the beginning? Yeah. What is it? Hold on, I'll be right back. <laughs> you have one. You. Yes, it is a kalimba. It's a kalimba. There you go. Yeah. So it's, uh, I saw like it was yeah. like a, so there's different 
there's different kinds of these things, right? Like a oh, dude, there's so many yeah. different kinds. There's ones that have longer stems yeah. on them. Um, they're kind of just like metal stems. They're called whatever. different things too, right? Like a mabira yeah. or other things. Yeah, it depends. Like, on, I think yeah. it's like depends. It's on the almost like a marimba. Like it sounds like a marimba, but it's more. Yeah. It's not a malady thing. It's something that you play. You yeah, know. it's fingertips. Yeah, yeah. Um, but thumb, it, thumb tips it's definitely an African musical instrument, and mm-hmm. um, I was like, I had. I had to go look it up. I found on this my stupid mouth forums. I found what it was because I was like, "What is that?" Uh, that's he, cool. You have uh, one. It was like last year, or it was super cheap, dude. They're so cheap. Um, it, tuning and detuning is a pain because you can see the screws at the top there. You kind of have to move them. Oh, okay. And it changes the tone. Okay. Of how it comes through the vibrates against the the hole right uh-huh. here. But yeah, um, it's just him hitting. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah, beginning at part. first I was like, "Oh, music box or whatever." I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he posted like two years ago, around the time of Search for Everything, before he started going on tour. He was like, on Instagram, he posted a video, and it was like, "Can anybody?" I think I talked about this on Bigger Than My Podcast, which you can probably find on YouTube. I'm pretty sure at this point it's not anywhere else. But uh, he posted a video in his in his storyline, and he was like, "Can anybody guess what this is?" And it was like this, but it had longer stems. Uh-huh. On it. It had much long. It was much bigger. And he's got banana hands, so he can play it easily. Uh, <laughs> but he was like, anybody guess what this is? And he just kept going, posting, like, one more try, you can guess. And then he started playing the assassin oh, nice. thing on it. That's awesome. It was so cool. I was like, oh, that's what that is. That's really rad. So I found out about it for that. But I just liked the sound of it. So I, I felt like, because it was cheap enough, I was like, I might as well get one just in case I feel adventurous or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like this song a lot. Uh, yeah, me too, I don't think man. it gets enough love. I get why he doesn't play it. Yeah, I understand, um, but I don't think it's that bad content-wise. Like, because what it's because the tables turn. That's why I don't think it's that bad content-wise. Yeah, I mean, look at the bridge as to why. Because everything up until that point is about him, you know, showing up somewhere, right? Never leaving a trace that he was even there with a with a woman. Yes, and. Uh, and that obviously that makes him look bad, but then he found he found somebody he meant to do that to to run his game on, and, and she's better than then, him. Yes, and he's the one that's suddenly head over heels for her. And the bridge is talking about that. Yeah, you know, like uh, I'm floating over her bed and I feel everything. Um, he's he's he, the yeah. reason I like it, and I don't think it's bad because he realizes he has not been in the right doing that, mm-hmm. like being like the player. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he, he knows. Oh, it's all coming back. It's it's all returning to me now. Like yeah, there's definitely like a karma element yeah. to this song for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, since you've pointed out that it's more like about him getting his comeuppance. Yeah, I've come around a little bit on that song of the song in general. Uh-huh. But uh, I I don't imagine John would write something like this today. No, he wouldn't. Um, Even if but it, I still I still like it. I still especially musically speaking, the bass line is killer. Uh, I love how the drums come in in the chorus. Dude, the big drums the, before the I guess before the second verse. Just the way so the way they sound. They're big. They're dry. Like yeah. There's like no reverb on them. It's just like like you. They sound so huge. Yeah, Steve is so good at playing those dry drum drums. Like just. I just love the way he hits a hi-hat, dude. It's something about the way he hits a hi-hat. Yeah. I don't know. I just like his set, man. He's just really good. Um, As if people didn't know that. It's, you know, <laughs> and it, it just turns into a rock song at the end. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like there's there's uh, some overdrive and into the ending. And the bridge, 
um, is just kind of this pleasant, like almost like a. You feel you feel it does feel like heavenly, like he's like it ascending. Does feel heavenly, yeah. Oh. Well, it's like he's it's a yeah. realization, right? Like it's like oh, this is what it feels like. Yeah. To be the to have the tables victim. turned on you, yeah. And and it's and like, by the way, uh, shout out to Pino's baseline in the pre-choruses. Mm-hmm. Holy, holy moly, dude. <laughs> Holy moly. Holy moly, Batman. <laughs> I just said boo do 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 It's so good, dude. Man, Pino is yeah. on another level in this one. I solo's good. I'm gone. You know, and he goes he goes yeah. into it and that, it's such a good solo. I yeah. do have one little beef with this song. Oh really? Hmm. She's an assassin and <laughs> In, 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 where he does like he she's an assassin and, oh you don't like the, i don't like how he repeats that oh she's uh, an assassin eh, eh, in, or whatever in, that is in, in, yeah. yeah it's like yeah. i don't know it's it's a little weird to me um i thought you were talking about the for a minute i was like you don't like the way the uh the consonants that he's choosing or no no, no it's just whenever he's like whenever he's but like no you're talking re- about the ending the he repeats very, very it end. yeah he kind of repeats and yeah. then she's an assassin and She's yeah. an assassin, and, and I'm like, oh, the, I, I guess he was trying yeah, to just, add something, but just get you know, to the, yeah, she had a job to do. Just get to the job to do. But uh, <laughs> it's just, it's a little weird to me that where he adds that extra in at the end of the assassin. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so the minor minor thing though, but yeah, it's minor. I love this song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is one I never skip. And did you see him on the Battle Studies tour? Uh, no, no, I didn't. So not. on this song. I didn't even see him on Continuum, dude. It was like Room for Squares, Heavier Things Tour. I saw him. Then Born then and Raised. It wasn't until like, no, dude. Oh. It wasn't until like Search for Everything oh, wow. that I jumped back on. Yeah. So um, got tickets. Uh, I worked at a place at the time. He came to Toyota Center here in Houston. And the place I worked at had a suite. So I was able to buy suite tickets to sweet. go see. Yeah, it was sweet, <laughs> dude, man. Sweet. So sweet, man. <laughs> and... uh uh during this song, those of you who went to the con- the concert, that tour, will remember that this like black see-through screen came around the stage. So it was like almost a wall, a huge wall, but you could see through it, and it was black. Mm-hmm. And they projected green lasers on the screen. So it was like in front of the stage and all around the stage, and it was projecting on the screen, and it was like all of these... Uh, like I think of like um, it was like like a military sniper like scope, like the green huh. circles and like target like like if you were like looking in like um, a, a scope or like a green like a yeah. night vision goggles, it's all green and it has like you know like targets moving around and numbers and zooming it you know that that kind of thing that you would yeah. see like on a video game or something like that. So they put a lot of thought into the tour aspect. Yeah, of it. and it cool. was they had that projecting on it while he was playing, so you could see the band behind it, but it, the way the screen was, it was so see through that that was projected on the actual screen that was a, in front of the band. It was so so cool. Uh, I'll have to send you That's a pic, pic about it. But during the song, I remember I was like, that is awesome the way they did that. But um, I wish I could attain any level of musical success where I could have a tour production team. Oh, yeah. That I could ask them to do cool stuff like that. And yeah. anything he did on the Search for Everything tour yeah. with the big screens. Yeah. I loved everything that he's done with his tours. That's man. so cool. Um, that stuff is, I'm sure, so complicated. 
Like, oh, absolutely. Figuring out videos. I'm sure and, to a degree yeah. he has to miss just going on tour and playing music. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like heavier but things if people are paying, stuff like that. People it's are paying just like, 150 bucks, $200 yeah. for a ticket. Better put on a production There, there needs now, to be yeah. a pro- – that's how people feel. It's like, no, we need to give them a, yeah. some production value. All right, Crossroads. Absolutely. I never skip this song, dude. Me neither. I, this, is a, my, this is a favorite of mine, too. Um, this is up there for me. You know, with Assassin and Who Says. I mean, I just love the groove of this song. I love the fuzz of the guitar. So fu- it's fuzzed out, over-compressed, yeah. nasty yeah. sounding. Like, He's barely picking. Yeah. He's finger-picking yeah. this, but you can't tell because it's well, so it, loud. Yeah, well, it's so over-compressed <laughs> that there's no, like, uh, yeah. like, there's no zero reverb. Like, the opposite of reverb is happening. It's like yeah. the decay. There's no decay in the notes. Like, you just hear it, and it goes, it's so compressed. It's just like, and, like, the compression just just mutes out the notes before they're even yeah. out all the way like there's and um it's such a such an you know they've said that this is what a deconstruction this is almost reminiscent of the whole the whole recording process a deconstruction of this mm-hmm. song um this kind of sounds like more what he was writing about then this this mm-hmm. particular what he was going for musically yeah. speaking on yeah. this on this one and engineering wise too cuz it just sounds totally different like it sounds it sounds mixed and mastered mm-hmm. different, even though they're all mastered the same, obviously, because mm-hmm. that's who would who would master something totally different on the same album. Yeah. You just wouldn't do that. You have to pick one type for to make yep. the album yep. uniform. Um, but this one just felt feels different. Feels totally different than everything else. Um, um, I love the way the drums and bass hit on this one, dude. It's such a good groove. I like all the harmonies. I I don't think he's singing. The oh yeah, harmonies there's like the, it's oh, like yeah. I think it's like just. An I effect. think it's I think it's an effect. I think he's using like a. Hoeing down to the yeah, there's no way like a vocoder. Is that a, <laughs> yeah. is that a thing? A vocoder or something like that? I don't know. I don't know if that's what it's called, yeah. but I know what you're talking about. It'd be like about. a it's harmonizer. That, it's just a plug-in. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He put his vocals through and it split mm-hmm. it because it's sa- it's meant to sound like kind of electronic, yeah. like almost like. Yeah. And but uh, there's no there's clearly there's no high. Hoeing down. There's yeah. none of that. Yeah. It's in his range. Yes. And it just sounds like multiplied. Yeah. Uh, but in it's like cool. lower and like maybe a fifth higher mm-hmm. and that's it. But like. Yeah, that does add a lot to it. And, and I love the solo, dude. I love how it feels breakneck, even though it's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because he's playing short bursts really fast. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's such a good blues, like, I wonder fast why he chose solo. this song for this to cover Me this too. Song. But at the same time, if you if you consider this album one long story, I guess it, it kind of makes sense. Because Assassin was just kind of like, oh, no, I fell for somebody who I didn't expect to fall for. Mm-hmm. Or it's... Maybe it's a person that he he just totally uh, relapsed yeah. and, and fell yeah. back in love with the same person that they broke up with, and now he's at a quote unquote he's at a literal crossroads, and hence the next song "War of My Life." Well, you know, well, it just leads into. Let's jump into "War of My Life" because yeah. um, this has not been a favorite of mine, but over the last week, it's really grown on me a lot. Um, it's it's jumped up to something that I possibly might have skipped in the past mm-hmm. to where it's like becoming one of my favorites on this album. What do you think of this song? Uh, I think it's a little too uh, on the nose is the wrong word phrase. Maybe heavy handed might be the word. I can see that because it's too it's a little too much. It's almost like New Deep tries to do the heavy handedness, mm-hmm. but it's more like cheeky like. I don't know how, if I'm going to be able to be as deep as I should or whatever. Check. 
And this one is like, guys, this is the war of my life. And it's like, no, it's not, dude. Chill out. Pump the brakes. This is a pump the brakes song for me. Um, but uh, re- regardless of all that, and that's just the chorus. That's just the lyrical contents of the chorus that I have issue with. Because musically, I really, really like this song. And I really like the verses, too. Um, I, I don't know. I just love the come out angels, come out ghosts, come out darkness. I love the open. That's a great opening line. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this, the entire second verse about oh, I got a hammer and heart of glass and got to know. Reminds me of the some something's missing line. Uh, mm-hmm. With autumn comes and whatever. Winter right. comes and right. whatever with your heart. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the same concept, I guess. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I really like the second verse. Um, I think the bridges and there's a pre-chorus in one part, too. Those are kind of take it or leave it for me. Um, the outro is kind of weird to me, too. I don't there's know. a lot going on. So there's musically. some stuff I I like in this, some stuff I really like in this, and some stuff I'm just like, eh. So it's kind of a mixed bag of a song for me. I could see that. There, there's just there's a lot of things happening that change, like it changes. There's a lot of musical changes. Um, coming out of Crossroads into this, and then into Edge bold. of Desire. It was a bold move. It's definitely um, a transitionary song for sure. The sound. I I don't. I can't pinpoint it it's like really mid heavy like the whole music part not his vo- vocals it's like there's no highs but, i know exactly what you're because talking like, about i was i went back i went war of my life and then i started edge of desire i started i like started like f- 10 seconds of each of those songs if you start them back and forth edge of desire is open is is like opened up like it's mm-hmm. got a, a like a lot of uh high frequencies War of My Life does not. War of My Life feels Crossroads like... is comparatively bassy, very bassy. And uh, yeah, I know, what you're, I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Um, the Yeah, the bass is really, really heavy in War of My Life. Uh, mm-hmm. What's this yeah, song and, about? And it's kind of weird because this song is... Uh, I feel like he's, he's giving himself an ultimatum kind of like in continuing the theme of Crossroads. Right. Where he's giving himself an ultimatum of whether or not to go back to somebody that he t- swore to himself it was over with. Uh-huh. I feel like that's where it's coming from okay. thematically. Okay. Um, but this one you could apply to any, you could apply to any scenario where you feel like you're struggling. That's kind of what I, and that's why I said when I was talking about war of my life as kind of maybe could, it could be taken as a, not a love song, not a heartbreak song in yeah. isolation. It could be like if, if it could it, be, if it wasn't on an album, right. If you were just listening to the song, you could be thinking about anxiety. You could be thinking about, a heart to heart moment with yourself, uh, just coming through a hard time in life, um, a crisis in your life, whatever that may be. I, I love the lines. Yeah, because he never mentions the word love or her. No, he just girl. He woman, just talks about he's nothing. going through a struggle and he's yeah. and he's going to get through it. He's going to make sure. So he So I can see it. where it takes place in the story, mm-hmm. and that's you know yeah. that's pretty much it. Um, I like the line in terms of the story, but but yeah, it's very very broad. I like the line, if fear hasn't killed me yet, then nothing will. Then nothing will. I love that line, too. Um, and then all the suffering and all the pain never left a name. Yeah. Um, so It's almost like it just it's it comes out of nowhere and it, without explanation. Yeah. Any, any, any bizarre struggle or you could attribute this to anxiety, depression, whatever. Yeah. Anything like that, it doesn't. I'd never thought about those lyrics before. I've never thought because musically speaking, I just don't really care as much about the pre-chorus or yeah, the bridge yeah um, yeah it's just kind of there but the lyrics are uh, at least for that for that part that's that really says something man that speaks volumes yeah i think despite being so i feel like subtle. i feel like maybe it's like 
one of those songs, I mean, similar to Something's Missing in the sense that I don't know where this is coming from. Maybe. That's fair. But I feel like I'm having a crisis right now. Yeah. In my mind, in my heart, with my emotions. And, um, and maybe it is supposed to be an exaggeration in the chorus. Maybe he is saying, it feels like I'm in the war of my yeah. life. Maybe that's what he's trying to say. Yeah. Not so much, I'm in the war of my life. Right. But it feels like, it can feel like it when you're struggling, yeah. it feels like you're in the war of your life, even though it's just another, di- just a bad day for you. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I need to. I, I need I'm to so s- mixed on this song. I you like it s- more than me for sure. I need but, to uh, sit yeah. with it more. I yeah. haven't sat with the song. I need to really sit with it a little bit more. But it's it's growing on me, definitely. Yeah, the fact that it's been 11 years now and we're still like, hmm, <laughs> this song, I don't know. It's pretty wild. Oh, it says yeah. a lot about his music, yeah, though, yeah. for sure. All right, so Edge of Desire. It's my favorite song. Favorite it's my favorite song, song yeah. on the album. I, I think so, yeah. mine too. Um, yeah. And again, just opening up the, the sonic quality versus War of My Life, it's just like wide open versus mm-hmm. War of My Life feels compressed where my life feels very mid-heavy sonically. Um, this one feels like there's a lot of air. There's a lot of breath yeah. in it. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's not afraid then, to let the song yeah. and the notes between notes breathe. And just, man. The, the, the space between notes mm-hmm. breathe. Um, Especially with the drums. Like, the drums is a 6-8. It's so spaced out, dude. Yep. Is this the only 6-8 on this album? I think it I is. Assassin was. I thought Assassin was. No, I'm no I think it's I'm totally I think it's in that. four. Yeah, um, yeah. I think Assassins in not in six eight, but this is definitely um, it has a different feel. One of those songs that just took off, right? Mm-hmm. That became so huge for him. Uh, probably the biggest deep cut for him. Yeah, I would say that. I would agree because this album isn't as beloved as as Continuum right. overall. Just right. generally speaking, I know some people like Battle Studies best. Um, I know who you are, and I will find you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Continuum is overall was a success to where mm-hmm. Slow Dancing. It's not a. I mean, it is kind of surprising to him, but it's not mm-hmm. a surprise that it's still popular. But this is this has to be an even deeper cut. This is when yeah. you consider oh, where yeah. it comes from. Yes, I think it's probably the biggest deep cut that he has, the Mm -hmm. most beloved deep cut by fans. Um, And uh, I would put that up there with Walt Grace. mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. even though the album is more acclaimed among his fans, he doesn't play Walt Grace as much either. Not even near as much as this. I mean, he plays this. Edge of Desire, I feel like he loves playing more because it's the full band effect. Like they just kill it and they add an extra build up to the solo, Mm -hmm. too, which makes me. Yes. Woo. I get, I get, I get goosebumps. chills I'm thinking goosebumps. about it. Just thinking about it, I get goosebumps, um, dude. Yeah. So this song um, but, is about... But I feel like, yeah, Walt Grace is a very particular type of sound that he has to go for. So, but, but yeah, this song, it feels like... What's it about? Slow, what would you say this like song's about? It feels like this is slow dancing. Yeah. Um, but it feels like slow dancing is, is... No, it feels like slow dancing. It feels like they're saying goodbye to a thing one last time. Okay. Um, and, and this is by his own explanation when he was in Dallas mm-hmm. last and he was introducing this song and he's like, you just gotta, um, it's about w- spend, yeah. you just gotta spend one last night together and make it count. Cause you know, this is it. 
uh, hence the line, I'm scared you'll forget about me, because it's pretty much over. It's done and done. Yeah. But this is like the one last hurrah. And it almost seems like maybe it's one of those things where they don't want it to end, but it needs to end for whatever reason. Like, mm-hmm. slow dancing is like, oh, this thing's falling apart. This one almost yes. seems like there's something it doesn't have to be external but we have different different yeah. things in life where slow i'm moving is, uh, or or there's you know our paths are just not gonna make sense right i love the uh i mean i just love all the lyrics in this one i mean good god what's your favorite lyric so good. uh in this one i have mine I, great figure eight and tiny infinity are, are pretty mind-blowing lyrics maybe this because figure yeah. eight is like maybe i'm doing this on maybe i'm doing this on purpose and I'm just making it a nice little dance or whatever you want to, however you want to phrase it. Or tiny infinity is like, yeah. maybe I'm just destined to do this loop forever. I'm in a, I'm in a edge of tomorrow loop where a romance dies and then I'm back in it again. Yeah. <laughs> and then it dies again and then I'm back in it. You know, um, my, I love that dude. My favorite uh, line is maybe this mattress will spin on, spin on its axis and find me on yours. I was, yeah. I, every time I hear that line, I'm like, Oh, that's so good. And the way <laughs> yeah. mattress rhymes with axis Dude, like that's just like <laughs> who who thinks about that? Maybe this, those two yeah, words. <laughs> maybe this mattress will spin on its axis. It's like, oh, dude, that's so great. That's and it's good imagery. Like only in my opinion, because I wouldn't have come up with that rhyme. Only yeah. John. That feels like a John rhyme. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's such a. I, I would like, not have paired those two happening. words together. Like I see it like flipping up in the air. You know what Same I mean? Here. Like that's it's a like, very visual. Yeah, lyric. yeah, the imagery is just so so cool in that. I love. Uh, I'm just about to set fire to everything I see. Yeah. Uh, uh, I want you so bad. I go back on the things I believe. Mm-hmm. If that, yeah. If you don't relate to that, I don't. Yeah. You haven't. You haven't experienced any relate. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to say yeah. to that. If you if you can't relate to that though, I mean that's. I mean everybody should relate to that at this point. Um, to want somebody so bad mm-hmm. that you're just like all those things, all those political views or whatever, all those things I hold near and dear to my heart. Never mind. Let's just get together. Let's just do this one more time. Yeah. 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 Uh. The, when the overdrive kicks in during the bridge and it's just like oh it's just God, like dude. it's just going up like you're just, like on a roller coaster you're you're just like click click he's click, really click 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 he's like really yeah. good with the uh he did this in heartbreak warfare the same thing where it's mm-hmm. like i'm just gonna have one guitar come in distorted near the end of the song yeah and just hit the a same chord hit the a <laughs> and then oh, and it works man. it's so simple but like this is the most simple solo he could have written the gu- I have to do it. The guitar harmonies at the at that. Oh gosh, dude! I needed more of it. I need more yeah. of that. That right there. I just, yeah. I could take that happening like four more times over, like that same lick, or, or a variant of that lick. I could take that right. happening more. Um, For sure. And then, uh, and then it just you know he takes you to a plateau, and you're there at the end, and then it just, then it's over. Um, and he kinda, oh, I love yeah. the way it kind of fades out. Mm-hmm. To the, it kind of ends in a whimper, kind of like the relationship, I guess, yeah. technically speaking, would. Where it's just kind of like it, it. It's almost like every instrument kind of stops at a certain point. Yeah, um, that's really cool. It ties into the theme of what the song is trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a really good song, and it it's, earns its runtime too. I think it's over five minutes, and it really earns it. Yes, it's, it's it earns its keep, man. I like it. Um, probably my favorite on the album. And uh, yeah. again, this is another one of favorites of my wife as well. She she loves the song and my sister. This if is my doesn't if my sister loves the song. 
Good, good. She if anybody doesn't it. like this song, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Comfortably I think say that most on this people one. can agree. Yeah, I one. think this is a pretty commonly said, what's your favorite John Mayer song? And a lot of people that are fans like us mm-hmm. and on the uh, in the group on Facebook and stuff, would a lot of them would answer right. my uh, Edge of Desire, not my stupid mouth. <laughs> edge of Desire would be an answer for a lot of people. So, so Do You Know Me wouldn't be the answer of a lot of people, no. Jeff? Two minutes. Do you know me? <laughs> Two minutes and thirty <laughs> seconds. This is shorter than "Carry Me Away." <laughs> um, <laughs> and more pointless. Uh, <laughs> so I I did a deep dive into the song and like went into like song lyric meanings and like wrote like read about what people said about it. Um, do you know what the song's about, Jeff? <laughs> Um, I, well, I'm on, I'm cheating a little bit. I'm on the genius.com website. Yes. There is an explanation of the song there. So that's kind of cheating. Um, I didn't know, but I, I kind of had an idea. I only but... looked at it. I only looked at it as, you know, thematically the big picture, uh, where it's, you know, uh, he said goodbye to, uh, somebody at edge of desire, yes. whoever they had one last night together, uh, one last hurrah. And maybe they saw and, each other uh, three years do, later. Do you know me is like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you know me is like, they're running into each other. But they can't. It's like they feel, they each feel like different people because they're yeah. in different places in their lives. Yeah, yeah. Um, even though they spent so much, lo- so much, so much time together, but uh, it's to the point where they're straight, they're strangers, but they're not. I don't know. Um, so I guess he said yeah. he said at some point, like <laughs> he gave this weird explanation. I read. I, I don't know if this is true or not. Somebody said at a show, he talked about what this was about, and it, oh. and it was about. He said, imagine you fall in love in like 1950 and you're laying in the grass with someone. This is, the, I'm just paraphrasing what I read. Okay. And so he went literal with the feather. So check it out. All right. So he's, he's like, imagine you fall in love with someone. It's like 1950. You, you're laying in the grass and you're just so in love and you fall asleep like in the grass in a park or something. Right. Mm-hmm. And you wake up. I think I remember this, by the like, way. I think I remember this And you wake up and it's like 2015 and something's happened and you like time traveled. <laughs> Okay. And I'm like, wait a minute. What? What? And he says, and you're like looking around for the girl. And you walk into like a bookstore or something and she's there. But it's like not her. It's like it's her, but it's not her. And you're trying to like communicate. No, we had this love. Hmm. But she doesn't know you. That's about the explanation (laughs) that the song deserves because it's such an out of place song. I was like, what? So yeah. there's a time traveling guy. And when he says that, who says I can't get stoned isn't about getting stoned. Are you sure? <laughs> so like, I just, I was like, oh, now maybe they made that up. Maybe they didn't understand it. That's just what I read. And it was, so this song, uh, <laughs> let me, let me tell you this song and everything you just said, uh, the, re- the review that I could give this song that would best sums it up is my first reaction when I first heard it. Uh-huh. When it ended and it went to the next song, I just went, Okay. <laughs> well, can I? So, That's it. That's all you need is K. Verse one, chorus. Verse two, chorus. Chorus. Over. Over. Yeah. Um, I no, I actually it. like the guitar playing in the song a lot. Ukulele. Yeah. Um. What do you think of the? Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> That's, I mean, I definitely don't like that part at all. Um, uh, I shouldn't say that. I. It makes it sound like I don't like the song. I actually. I actually respect the heck out of this song because he's clearly trying something different. Yeah. 
doesn't really work in the scope of this album. It doesn't work as a transitionary song mm-hmm. for me. It doesn't work on a lot of levels. This, this could have been left on the cutting room floor, in my opinion. Um, you know what song? But at the same time, you don't want to go from Edge of Desire to... You had to find a transition somewhere. Yeah. So you can't go Edge of Desire to Friends, Lovers, or Nothing. It's just not... They're five-minute long things. I feel like Edge of Desire could have closed the closed the uh, album. Yeah, I, I feel like it's strong. Imagine enough how powerful to, yeah. it is to to end the album with "I'm scared you'll forget yeah. about me." That would have been really, really powerful. Right. So yeah, that's a good point. Um, um, and not even to me, this song and "Friends, Lovers, or Nothing." I'm sorry. I feel like I I could end the album. You can after, end the album after "Edge of Desire." Yeah. I could I could be that's done with fair. it. Um, I like parts of kind of like I felt initially with War of My Life until we started talking mm-hmm. about it more. Um, I like parts of Friends, Lovers. Yeah. Nothing, well, one last um, thing about Do You Know Me. It yes, sounds exactly please. at the beginning like The Dreaming Tree by Dave Matthews Band. Go listen to The Dreaming Tree. Go listen to it. It's, it's like, been a long time since I heard old it's Dave. Like, so. I was like, I've heard this before. Every time I've listened to this, I'm like, I've heard this before. And go listen to The Dreaming Tree. It's like... It, it's like almost a ripoff. <laughs> wow. Of I the actually beginning. do like the uh, the old school nature of the sound of the song mm-hmm. where it c- does kind of feel like a black. I'm in a black and white movie yeah, watching yeah. this. Uh, these people kind of meet on the street. Yeah. It's for like maybe maybe the second time they don't know. Yeah. They're trying to place each other. It's almost like they, they knew each other or like he mm-hmm. knows that they knew each other. Like they had this mm-hmm. great love, but it never came to fruition or something. It's, it's you know, it's like I, apparently it's like he knows um, them, but they don't know him. Right. Yeah, exactly. Apparently, there's a version on when he played it on tour. I don't know how frequently he did it, but when he played it on tour, uh, it would be like this long instrumental jam session between he would solo and then his saxophone player would solo, okay. and it would just be them going back and forth. Yeah, well, so I got to watch that video. It's linked on Genius.com's uh, lyric page okay. for this for this one. So I'm I'm gonna go back and watch that because that's interesting. And he's playing a a ukulele because that's what what's yeah. on. I looked up the tab for this and I tried to play it on my uh, on my acoustic uh-huh. and I was like. Oh, this doesn't add up at all. You know, like clearly there's something, there's a different tone going on here. Oh, it's a ukulele. Okay, that makes sense. Well, time traveling, lovesick person, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. It's just, it's, it. I mean, if that's really what he was going for, it. All right, man. I mean, good job, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like I was saying. This is probably that explanation matches the weirdness of this. This song is probably the so. best song written about a time traveling man who fell in love with someone. <laughs> Oh, okay, friends, lovers, or nothing. Um, it it feels like the continuum ending song. Uh, it does. Yeah. This is like in repair part two. It feels like. Yeah. I mean, same key. Yeah. I think. I don't know if it is. Um, but to... it might it might not be the same key. I, I well, probably just made that up. Well, con- um, I was trying to make it do it in my head, and I, I'm, whatever. Well, continuum uh, ends with I'm gonna find another <laughs> you, right? so it feels like so i see what you're saying it's like the same it feels the same like a like a similar song it's in repair and that it's 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 long yeah and it's i'm gonna find another you in in the sense that it's like blues yeah it's it's like a blues rock this yeah i guess this is six eight blues right it's in three three four four dang it i think it's in three Uh, three four uh, maybe it's four four it's four four okay well either way um it's, it's fine. It's fine to me. Uh, I mm-hmm. I get the sentiment of it. Um, actually, like you know, I think it's a clever a clever lyric. Um, 
I have think... you heard the song? Uh, have you heard the unreleased song "The Hurt" that he was writing around the time "Continuum" was uh, being recorded? No, you haven't heard it. No, the chords are the exact same as the ending of this song. Okay, the f- the Except false he's ending. Doing the pa- he's doing a pattern that's like dead and dead and dead and dead. All right, I'll just do it. Hold on. <laughs> well, I was going to ask Hold you on. what you thought of the false ending. So it's a. Okay. That's the hurt. But the ending, you know the chords, right? Yeah. The chords are the exact same as so he, anything so, other than yes is no. So you think he yeah. took he took part of the hurt and was like, I'm going to add it. I'm gonna, I saved yeah, that. That's, that's yeah, the, that's the main chord progression yeah. for the hurt. The hurt, the verse and the chorus are that. So he took that chord progression All and right. just made it the ending of this song for some reason, even though a lot of people, have, I mean, at least I was on some, I was on my stupid mouth forum at that time. And a lot of us were like, why would you rework the hurt? The hurt was good on its own. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, when you hear it, you'll uh, honestly though it, have to it doesn't to age it. well for the same reason that some people don't think Assassin doesn't age mm-hmm. well because it's like I want. He basically says I want to hurt somebody so I could feel alive, and yeah. that's a horrible message. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Well, uh, I, there is some cool line. I, I'll tell you that yeah. one of my favorite lines on this song is "Think we'll never fall into the jealous game. The streets will flood with blood of those who felt the same." Yeah, it's a strong yeah. line. Is like, you know, we're, it's very strong. You think we're just yeah. going to be friends with benefits and not like, ha- not have feelings for each other? It doesn't like, work that way. Everybody that says that goes through this same yeah, thing of that's like, right there's oh now the, one of us is hurt that's right the, there's yeah. blood in the streets for every single person who's who's uh yeah who said that exact that's a good, that is a really good line yeah, yeah. Uh, even though like you think like oh no i'm the oh, exception that's a harsh line you know that's a really yeah. harsh line to go flood the blood <laughs> of jeez man but he's so right yeah. he's trying to prove a point to somebody yeah as to why he's giving him an ultimatum that's right it's like with. this isn't gonna it work is a harsh ultimatum it will yeah. event one of us will eventually want the relationship yeah. And the other one is not going to want it. And yeah, exactly. That's what happens every single time. We're not the exception. I'm sorry. You think we're the exception. <laughs> we're not the exception. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's fine. Like I said, I, I could do, um, I could do without these last two, probably. I like the songs and actually, do you know me might be growing on me too. But interesting. Um, interesting. so weird. Didn't see that coming. I think twist I think ending. I just what a twist I think ending. I just like the weirdness of it. It is weird. Like, and the explanation's even weirder, dude. Explanation, it's so weird. I'm like, oh, yeah. well, if that really is the case, that that puts the song in a whole new It does it does sound very classical, like he is somebody in a different era. Yeah, like writing if he a song. had this whole I mean, like if he had this whole like picture of the story and then he wrote the song out of this imaginary story he came up with in his mind. Yeah. That's kind of a well, cool idea. If that's your origin for your <laughs> song, why is it two minutes and 30 seconds? <laughs> that should be like an Maybe opera. it was a dream he had or something, right? It should that be a should movie. Be an entire that could album. be a movie. Like, that could be yeah. a movie. That could be a TV show. It really show. could. Um, really good but uh yeah but sorry friends lovers anyway, or nothing though it's yeah. uh that's that's a pretty uh it's a pretty good for me pretty good song it's not really take it or leave it for me i, I actually like this song um i like the guitar harmonies yes the the end song is all about the end of the song is all about excess yeah. with the oh, yeah. guitar harmonies yeah and the actual harmonies of the vocals mm-hmm. 
Um, sure, it gets repetitive, but that those lines of anything other than yes is no, anything other than stay is go, anything less than I love you is lying. Those are great lines, so I'm okay with getting repetitious with that. Yeah. Similar to in repair, I'm not together, but I'm getting there. I'm like, okay, is those, there, that's a good line. Is Just there another it. line <laughs> like that last one, anything other than I love you is lying? I feel like there's another song that has a similar line. Wrote? Or that some somebody else wrote. Uh, that It could have been him or somebody else, or it's like in a movie or something. I'm pretty sure Taylor Swift wrote a, wrote a lyric like that. I'm pretty sure, because I remember that being like a thing like, whoa, didn't I hear this before? Yeah, I'm going to have to look it up. There's something else. There's like a anything less than I love you is. No, I mean. I think it's just coming up with John Mayer stuff at this point. Well, now my Google search history is like, oh, you're looking for John Mayer. Clearly. (laughs) Why would you look for anybody else? Um, I gotta find it. There's some. There's another. I don't know. I'm gonna have to think about it. But yeah, that's a fine ending to the to the album. Um, yeah, Battle Studies is a good listen, man. It's uh, it is. It really is a, de- a pretty decent listen because uh, the highs are real high. Mm-hmm. Like some of the best he's ever done. Like Edge of Desire, and who says? I, I you could just put that on a compilation album of his best of, and it, and it would totally fit for me. Right. Um, you could even throw in Heartbreak Warfare in there. We should do a um, a a, a uh, if there was a best of John Mayer album, what would be on like it? A, yeah, like a compilation yeah. album. Yeah, ooh, that'd be cool. Top hits. Yeah, and if there is one, we don't look at it. We we. I don't even know if there's say one to or ourselves. Not. Yeah. yeah. Um, I could tell you probably what should be on it. What I want on yeah. it is different. Yeah, they're gonna put singles and bodies yeah. of Wonderland yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. Ugh. Um, <laughs> so battle studies. I, I think it was a good effort, I, you know, coming out of Continuum. I can imagine the pressure of coming off of that album of just being overwhelming. Yeah. And it, he even writes about how he felt that he felt like it was overwhelming. And he uses this phrase. I think I don't remember where he said it, but he said, if like you were con- you were Continuum was happening and you're in that path. He says, I just stu- I just stepped aside. I, st- I took a step to the side and started mm-hmm. Battle Studies. As opposed to just being linear, he stopped and then started over again. That's what he talks about. Um, I don't because I don't see it. That yeah. It feels linear to me. Yeah. Whereas Born and Raised feels like the step to mm-hmm. the side. I'm yep, gonna do a yep. side project. You know, this is not this is John Mayer, but it's not yeah. John Mayer. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. So so that's um, interesting. That I, I like that his mind was there because he did eventually go there. Mm-hmm. He knew that he needed to take his music there. So I respect that. All right, man. Well, we did it again. Any other closing yeah. thoughts on Battle Studies? Uh, if you have it number one, you're wrong. It's not the best. I, <laughs> I, I'm kidding. I don't think it's the I'm best. Kidding. You it's like not, what you like, everybody. Yeah, you it's do fine. like what you like, but with things like Continuum and Born and Raised, yeah, how could this be better than both of those albums? It's, it's not. I don't think it is. I I, I agree with you, and that does seem to be the prevailing opinion. Yeah, but, uh, but you know what? Kate had like what you, Kate like had what uh, like, heavier things as number one, so yeah. <laughs> so you know, I mean, to each their own. All right. Yeah, well, for sure. uh, let us know your thoughts on battle studies. Give us um, your thoughts if you agreed with us, you didn't agree with us. Um, we'd love to hear from you. My stupid podcast show at gmail.com. Go follow us on all the socials. Leave us a positive review if you haven't done that um, on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us, subscribe, uh, leave a five star review if you think the show has value. That it takes you about 10 seconds to do that. Um, 
If you really like the show, go leave a positive review, write something, you know, take you about five minutes, less than five minutes probably to do that. And um, we will see you next time. Oh, last thing. We're going to be taking about a two week break off because. uh, um, Yeah. So um, you'll be hearing from us in about two weeks because we have some other things going on. But uh, don't fret. We will be back and um, you have a great uh, rest of your uh, week. Have a great summer. Hags. H-A-G-S. Hags, everybody. Wear a mask. Have a great summer. Wear a mask. (laughs) Be safe. Don't be dumb. Think about other people. All right. Well said. Yeah. Take care, guys. (laughs) Bye.